This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Here it is, Tuesday, November 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. It was the final push for candidates in the battleground state of Pennsylvania ahead of the 2020 election. Democratic vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris didn't utter President Donald Trump's name as she campaigned in Pennsylvania on Monday. Instead, Joe Biden's running mate is referring to him as you know who or the other guy. She told a crowd in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on Monday. I'm kind of done talking about this guy in the White House. If y'all don't mind, I'm just going to talk about Joe. The event was billed as a get out and vote rally focused on Latinos who make up roughly 30 percent of the city's population. Singer-songwriter John Legend joined Harris in Philadelphia for the event. Earlier in the day, Harris made an unscheduled stop at a fresh grocer in Philadelphia's Winfield Heights section, where she talked to and greeted a few dozen people outside. She then made a second unscheduled stop at Porky's Point in Hunting Park to pick up food for campaign volunteers. Vice President Mike Pence was also in Pennsylvania Monday for a Make America Great Again rally and uh, in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where he emphasized economic issues and warned people that the Biden-Harris ticket would be bad for fracking. He has... He held another rally in Erie. Joe Biden started the day in Cleveland, and by Monday afternoon, he was in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. Speaking at a drive-in rally in Pittsburgh, Biden encouraged the audience to vote and said, I have a feeling we're coming together for a big win tomorrow. President Donald Trump spent the final full campaign day sprinting through five rallies from North Carolina to Pennsylvania to Wisconsin. Biden devoted most of his time to Pennsylvania, where a win would leave Trump in an exceedingly narrow path. Trump will end the evening tonight in Washington, D.C., and Biden will be in Wilmington, Delaware, at the Center. Can we uh, can we go back to Porky's Point for a second? Yeah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, before. it's uh, Puerto Rican food, and uh, a lot of people online say it's the best Puerto Rican food on the East Coast. Really? Yeah, yeah. it is. At, I like Puerto Rican food. Yeah, me too, Steve. It is at thirty eight twenty four North Fifth Street in Philadelphia. So, all right, let's. And it looks like like a walk up stand. Looking yeah. at a picture of it right now, Nick pulled up on Google. Okay, so. but like, yeah, take out and delivery. All okay. right, what? The- What's Puerto Rican food? I mean... Like mafungo and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm does not... it have a Spanish flair to it? It does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Beefsteak. Beefsteak. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, what is it? Beefsteak. Mafungo. Okay. That type of stuff. <laughs> wow, you... It's like you're Puerto Rican. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I grew up there. Actually, Kathy considers that cultural appropriation because yeah, yeah. we know for a brief period <laughs> right. she was Puerto Rican. That's right. Yeah, right, exactly. And pinatas. Yeah. Any issues that may arise at Philadelphia polling places on Election Day will be addressed by a number of task forces ready to combat voter suppression. Locally, the District Attorney's Office Election Task Force is sending out 90 attorneys and detectives to follow up on voter disenfranchisement issues. If you're planning in Philadelphia to steal votes. I have something for you. I have a jail cell. I have charging papers, said District Attorney Larry Krasner. The Philadelphia Police Department is dedicating officers from each district to respond to calls at the polls. These officers will be wearing body-worn cameras and also will be joined by a police department supervisor when responding, said Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. So thrilled that our state is the center of attention in the U.S. right now. <laughs> There's one takeaway from this, and you can you can really think about this. The commercials will stop. stop. Yes, yeah. they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yes, they will. Anything to look forward to, there's that. That's it. By law, federal agents and police officers must remain 100 feet away from where ballots are cast unless they are called in to preserve the peace. The Department of Justice Civil Rights Division named Philadelphia as one of the 44 jurisdictions which will be covered on Election Day. Agents will be tasked with monitoring poll activity to ensure fair and safe voting in the city. You, what I'm curious about is, because I'm, I'm going to be voting today, if they have the old-style booths where, where 
you know, you're going to be able to close the well, thing. Because yeah. I like to bring in some clothes and try them on, too. It's good, yeah. When Listen. I go, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then ask the other people who are there in the polling place how I look at various Don't hold out the line. Okay. They're going to be long lines Steve, today, Steve, the last one I went and was only about... Waist up, then just so pants. Just yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last election yeah. that I voted, and it wasn't presidential. It was just, you know, it was uh, gosh, midterm. Yeah, midterm. Uh, I had gotten to my place maybe about thirty seconds after all the old people got off of the bus from the old folks home. Uh. It was normally I just walk right in. Yeah. I, I give them my name. <laughs> I sign my thing. I hop in. I vote and I leave. I. It was like at least a half hour. I was like, I can't. I can't deal with this. It's going to be a lot longer yeah. today for some yeah. spots, yeah. Assistant District Attorney Andrew Wellbrock, a member of the District Attorney's Office Election Task Force, says that there have been no valid reports of organized voter intimidation or physical violence in Philadelphia during this election season. Polls in Pennsylvania open at 7 a.m. to ensure the safety of poll workers. Wear a mask and social social distance while you're at your polling location. Philadelphia's historic City Tavern is shutting down due to the pandemic. The restaurant is an ode to Philadelphia during the Revolutionary War. Staff wears 18th century clothes. Each room is maintained how it was those hundreds of years ago. The historic landmark, which has been around since the Ben Franklin days, was rebuilt in 1975 with the intent of giving people a taste of history. Though I haven't gone off into the place. If people come in from out of town and you want to give them a little flavor, that's always was always a cool destination. I assume there's a strong chance it could pop back after this, right? The, the, the owner, current owner, is... is is shutting it down. But. Yeah, so the, the, nothing's going to happen to the building. Right, um, it's obviously a histor- it's a historical landmark. Yeah, it's a landmark maintained by the National Park Service, but what's going to happen to it is undecided, they said. They said they might change it into a Spencer's. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to work. <laughs> Chef Walter Stave, a German... A laser o- tag. Yeah. Restaurateur. Wouldst thou help me with this poster of the well-endowed woman? And television host ran the tavern for 26 years. He says restrictions from COVID-19 pandemic crippled his business. He reduced staff from 85 to 20 employees, cut days open to four, uh, and implemented all social distancing precautions. I think in one week, we lost a half a million dollars in cancellations, geez. he said. Uh, so the, while the restaurant is closed now, the building itself isn't going anywhere. That was actually when we take the walking haunting tours, which we've mentioned a number of times. Yeah. So you're yeah. And that's that's a spot that, suppo- if, you're, if you're a believer, is very active, they say. I have never been to that restaurant, but I've been to a restaurant we went to when we went to a Colonial Williamsburg. It was great. Everything on the menu was, like, of the time. And they had, like, weird things like rabbit and stuff like that. But Pigeon. Uh, pigeon, yeah. Mm-hmm. And really Rat. weird things. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> of the time and, dogs. and not I didn't, good. I didn't, no, Kathy, it was delicious. Wind. <laughs> How was your wind? <laughs> Let me finish. All right. Also, everything was lit by candlelight. It was really, it was quaint. It was nice. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Cool. And uh, we, we got the Can we see the your park. name in the Yelp review? That's great. <laughs> We're going on vacation with Casey at Colonial Williamsburg. (laughs) In sports this morning. (laughs) Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. In Monday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers held on to beat the New York Giants 25-23 to last night at the Meadowlands. Tampa Bay safety Antoine Winfield Jr. was originally flagged on a two-point conversion attempt with 20 second, 28 seconds remaining that would have tied the game. Winfield collided with Giants running back Deion Lewis just inside the end zone near the right sideline, and the ball fell incomplete. The refs changed their minds, picked up the penalty flag, and decided not to call pass interference, and the Buccaneers the improved to 6-2 to on, on the season. 
In baseball news, Phillies outfielder Alec Bohm has been named a Rookie of the Year finalist. He joins San Diego second baseman Jake Cronenworth and Milwaukee reliever Devin Williams. Bohm made a strong case for himself, hitting 338 with four home runs and 23 RBIs and 180 plate appearances. He ranked first among National League rookies in batting average, on-base percentage, hits, and RBIs. The winner will be announced on November 9th. And a Honus Wagner rookie baseball card sold for more than $1.4 million. The price was a record for the rare T206 card of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Great. The baseball rookie card of Michael Jordan also broke a record when it sold for $124,230. Other notable sales included a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle baseball card that sold for $584,250 and a 1958 Pele card that went for $295,200, a record for a soccer card. Several items from Cal Ripken Jr.'s personal collection netted $1.2 million with money going to a family foundation. The jersey the Hall of Famer wore for the final game of his record 2,632 consecutive game streak sold for $184,500. And that's what I have for you this morning. (laughs) All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Got a piping hot cup of java right here ready to start the day. Thank you, Casey. Makes a difference, right, doesn't it? Casey gets my coffee every morning, puts it in uh, my Casey coffee (laughs) mug. Well, thank you to whoever makes the coffee. Somebody knows that we all run on Duncan here. And yes. Is that you, Steve? Uh, well, Donnie made the first, uh, from our sister station, made the first uh, carafes, and then I followed up with a replacement carafe. Steve has to have his own. Uh, yeah, I do. I do, because a lot of people prefer that their coffee be very indistinguishable from machine oil. Well, right. so what's frustrating <laughs> is that it seems like a few times a year somebody takes the time and the effort to make a measurement cup. Right. That is, you know, the perfect amount of coffee beans that, or grounds that should go but into the thing. that's perfect for you. No, Kathy, <laughs> but somebody throws away that oh, measurement away. cup. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that is frustrating. Well, some people like it stronger. I do like my coffee a little bit stronger. So I was I was wondering which one was yours. Well, is it I, the right or the left? M- the left. Okay, that's yeah. what I took from. It's not bad. Okay, it's good. there we go. Alright, so uh, we're off to a good start yeah. so far. Welcome. Uh, and we have a, a beautiful day, it looks like it's going to be. Actually, a beautiful week, so that's wonderful. Um, At least until the windows tint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right at 30, that'll all stop. Yeah, and then it'll start getting dark. It actually, it's been doing it earlier, but you know, what are you going to do? Yay! Uh, it is a Tuesday, so that means we have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo and that is from our friends floating world tattoo and piercing and they are located in case you want to swing by sometime 1729 south street in philadelphia you can take a look at their artwork samples by going to floatingworldtattoos.com or on instagram you can find them at floating world tattoos but if you want to win a free tattoo preston and steve style just text the word uh, tattoo to three nine three 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 and we'll get a winner before the day's up we also have some people stopping by today uh, Swarthmore Co-op is going to be here in, in conjunction with uh, Deeds and Watson. What? Uh, I, says, I can't. I, what? I can't let you say Swarthmore. It's Swarthmore. Swarthmore. <laughs> okay. I, you okay? I, I, well, I apologize. He's still I thinking about colonial structure. I, I don't want to do that to you. I just want you to be able to continue. But if I don't correct you, somebody's going to say something to me, and I don't want anybody to say anything to me. But There's a freaking R. I, I know. I know. It's freaking. Ass wipes. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Pronounce it correctly. Yeah. No, all right, Swarthmore. Well, I, uh, you know it. How about how about I say it like this? Swarthmore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blame the colonial Swarthmoreans for taking the R out of the pronunciation. Okay. Swarthmore. Swarthmore. Swath. 
Yeah. Swath. Swath. Swath more. All right. Just forget the R's in there. All right. Yeah. I'll do it. I will absolutely do it. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they're on uh, Dartmouth Avenue. <laughs> It's Dartmouth. Oh, it's Dartmouth. I'm sorry. Dartmouth Avenue uh, in in Swarthmore. So uh, we are going to enjoy that because they don't have anything to give away. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll just eat. It's a purpose to lord it over everyone. We'll just tell you about it. That we're going to eat this morning. So uh, we'll take pictures uh, and you can. Yeah, yeah. That's what we'll do. Look at us eating. Uh, there's a college in Swarthmore, right? Yes, Swarthmore. Yeah, Swarthmore. Yeah, Swarthmore. Yeah. They pronounce the college differently. Swarthmore yeah. the more. <laughs> Swarthmore College. They get great hiking uh, woods back there as well. <laughs> do they really? They do. Behind the college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. yeah I'm sorry. Great. Behind the college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're. It's like you're from Philadelphia. Philly. All right. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report. I got lots of stories to share with you, and a stupid question, an election-themed stupid question. See. Uh, your knowledge of this particular day, and uh, we got some goodies for you. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer is excited to introduce to you his most loved engagement ring, Krista. Choose a metal color and carrot size at the perfect price. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And I told you we are going to do a uh, an election-themed question. So, here it is for you. Uh, which U.S. president has received the greatest number of electoral votes? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer. So, which U.S. president has received the greatest number of electoral votes? 215-263-WMMR. And that's not, like, percentage. That's exactly how many votes. So yeah. Who, who had the greatest, all right? We'll go through birthdays today, Tuesday, November 3rd. It is Mick Thompson of Slipknot's birthday today. Uh, he plays guitar for the band. You always hear about Corey Taylor, but you never hear about him. Yep, and I'm not sure like what his number is. I don't know anything about Slipknot other than Corey Taylor's the lead singer and Max Weinberg's son plays drums yeah. for him now, but, and they wear masks. Has this never been my thing? But, you know, they, they found a niche. He's they're, the they're really talented. The stuff that I've heard from them yeah. is really complex, intense stuff. So no, I agree with you. Uh, he is uh, 47. He's uh, which one? The chipmunk. The, sh- the chipmunk. Okay. <laughs> Was not aware. He's uh, 47 years old today. He went with the more benign creature. Mick Thompson. Uh, it's Kendall Jenner's birthday. Oh, I've got some info shit. concerning her uh, birthday party uh, coming up in just a moment, so we'll her, get to that in a little bit. Her most successful moment had to be that Pepsi commercial that she did, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it was one of the great missteps, yes. But she was able to join both sides by extending a Pepsi. To the armed uh, Guards, soldiers. Yes, yes. right. And, and then everything was good. Everybody was happy. It's all it took was Kendall Jenner and a can of soda. Mm-hmm. To forget uh, your orders. She's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to fly through the chain of command yes. and just uh, stop and think this through. It's okay, everyone. Kendall took care of it. Uh-huh. What does she have? Does she have a product like the rest of them? Um, Man, she, I don't know. She's actually the most, she is one of the, is she not the highest paid model in the world right now? She's got oh, she... 141 million followers on Instagram. Okay, so maybe she's. So she's I think that's her modeling. main thing, okay. yeah. And then yeah. she sells. Uh, she also endorses Big League Chew, <laughs> <laughs> the gum. Uh, Kendall is twenty-five. Kate Capshaw, oh. 
uh, who is the wife of Steven Spielberg and has been in some uh, fun movies throughout the years. She was in uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. That's where they met, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Dreamscape, a favorite movie yeah. of uh, ours, Preston. That's right. He actually, uh, she's made love to in her sleep. Yes, she actually, is. that's kind of a freaky scene if you stop and think about it. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, 67 today. It's also Dolph Lundgren's ah. birthday today. Yes. Rocky Four, the star of that movie. I've and... been loving uh, Dolph Lundgren recently because he's having fun with being Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. yeah. And he pops up in some investor commercial where um, the guy happens to mention a, a Rocky future with oh. trading. <laughs> and he's holding one of those Yeti uh Things and he just crushes it. Oh, I love it. He's really good in Creed too, as is yes. the guy that plays his son. And uh, you know where there was very little emotional um, depth in Rocky Four. Right, there's right. There's actually a, a lot in in uh, Creed too. I I love that movie. I think it's really well done. I must break you. He is 63 today. Uh, Roseanne Barr has her birthday today. Roseanne is turning 68 years old. Do you know that uh, John Goodman was not the first choice for her husband? No. It was Dolph Lundgren. No. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's interesting that the both. No, no. I Goodman, think that the, uh, the test audiences didn't, didn't like it. Didn't take she really that. screwed up her second shot at that show. She oh, did. Yeah. She did. And good. But John Goodman now, the show's still running as the Connors. He's lost a lot of weight again. Yeah. He's lost yes. a lot of weight. Does that throw. It perpetually Throw throws me off, Preston. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what you. Yeah. That's how you knew him for ages, and it looks a little off. And and he even looks when somebody is it, when you get used to a look like that, and then they lose that much weight, they kind of look a little unhealthy to me. Even though it's yeah, the opposite, yeah. right, hundred percent. Right, right. You know what I mean? They're, they're healthier, but it just yeah. looks weird. Yeah, he's uh, she's sixty eight. Uh, Anna Wintour, the Vogue magazine editor. Well, you're on the music today. Oh, case. yes, I am. Yeah. He's not going to repeat the mistake uh, of yesterday. I, what mistake? There's I don't no make mistake. mistakes. Um, Anna Wintour is known as the bitchiest woman ever in publishing. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. That Meryl Streep is supposedly playing her. Now, her in the world of fashion, Preston, I know you and I are both incredibly tied into the world of fashion. Um, her One of her arch nemesis has now made nice with her and is defending her. It's just rocking the fashion world. Who is it? He's it's, it's, it's a larger man, Kathy. He is a designer. He's African-American. He wears like... Um, oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know who Yeah, so he about. was one of her arch enemies, and now he's coming to her support. Okay. So it's just amazing. Just, was it Larry Holmes? Because it's his birthday. It was Larry too. Holmes. Oh, okay. who was big on the... And then got his hey, boxes. Uh, excuse me, Holmes. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Kath? No, I was going to say, um, she, like, kind of, didn't she say that she wanted to kind of get out of it and, like, she, take a rest and retire well, or whatever? One, one thing she did wrap up is she's she no longer wants to be involved with the Met Gala. So that's right. that's her thing. Yeah. She, uh, by the way, Larry Holmes is 71 years old. And he is now taking over the Met Gala. Is, has Larry been by here <laughs> before? No, we've had some we've had some boxers throughout the years, and I always forget. Who I feel like has he has been here. I want to say Larry Holmes was here. He's from time. the area, right? He's from Easton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from uh, kind of the here. Allentown. Yeah, yeah. And almost uh, it's where Lafayette College is, and so yeah. yeah, to the east of of uh, Allentown is where Easton is, and he's known as the Easton Assassin. And the That's Billy Joel right. song Allentown is written from his perspective. I yes. didn't know that. Yep. Uh, no, I was at the I was at the Red Robin in uh, in <laughs> Allentown, and they had a whole section. Yeah, that really was dedicated to Larry Holmes. It was very cool. Yeah, I love that when you go into a restaurant, you're driving around the country, and you go in, and there's like a, a DJ Qual section of the restaurant. You go, is by any chance he from here? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, he is. Uh, let me see. Oh, Steve, it's Michael Dukakis's oh! birthday today. And you have your footy pajamas. <laughs> still have them. One of my, Do you I, still have them? Yeah. One of my uh, favorite, just I uh, 
mentioned uh, uh, Dukakis as a, a joke go-to name, the way I would Jervis and all that stuff. And Casey got me. Uh, I, I joked about having you footy said pajamas. you wanted Michael Dukakis footy pajamas, <laughs> and so we had them. I had them made for you yes. for wow. Christmas one year. And, and that is a big start conversation starter when you put those on. Uh, two more quick birthdays: <laughs> Kathy Kenny, who played uh, Mimi on the Drew Carey Show. Uh, she is celebrating her 66th birthday today. It's kind of all she did, right? I mean, that's she was, all I know Yeah, that's from, the character yeah. she was best known for. And then the last birthday, Adam Ant. Oh! It's uh, 66 years old today. I always liked Adam Ant. I saw him perform Preston at a, a brewery, like a, uh, a restaurant, maybe like 150 people. Was he on the way down at that point? Or yeah, but he that? put on a show like he didn't give a rat's ass. It was really good. I always liked him. He's 66. One more press. Uh, it is... Friend of the show. Shut up. Yeah, man. I didn't know. It's the machine's birthday day. Oh! Bert Kreischer. How old is Bertie boy? He is 48 today. 48 years old today. Wow. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. Kreischer. We've got some things planned for the day. And not any liquor involved whatsoever. I have... Absolutely. He's going to stay completely sober for his birthday. Wow. All right. We love him. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question, election-themed, which U.S. president has received the greatest number of electoral votes? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Jim for the answer. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, Jim. All right, which president received the most electoral votes in the United States? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. That's right. Hang on a second, Jim. Ronald Reagan uh, had won in 1984 a whopping 525 out of 538 available wow. electoral votes. That is a land. You just slide. got faced. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, we're going to set you up. Mommy, did you hear? With a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card, uh, host the holidays and let Bonefish Grill handle the cooking. Enjoy a variety of seasonal specials. Like the fan favorite, Winter White Cosmo, or family bundles that feed up to five, and you can get a $10 bonus card with every $50 gift card purchased through the end of the year. Order at bonefishgrill.com, delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats, or dine-in whenever you're ready. It's great food over there at the Bonefish Grill. All right, we're going to start off with this. Uh, the quiet rumble of criticism against the travel and socializing choice uh, members of the Kardashian-Jenner clan have made during the pandemic have turned into a roar now. First, Kim threw herself a 40th birthday party. We talked about this last week on a private island, flying friends and family so they could pretend that things were normal for just a brief moment of time. The optics weren't good on that one. Then Kendall threw a 100-plus person bash without masks or social distancing for her 25th birthday and Halloween. I know yeah. is the next thing the Kylie had a hunting party at a senior citizen's home. Uh, maybe that's coming. Okay. So while there were signs up everywhere begging people not to post on social media, oh, yeah, many, including her sister Kylie, ignored her instructions, oh my God. and the blowback she uh, seemed to anticipate hit with a vengeance. Uh, one shot shows Kendall blowing out candles on a birthday cake breaking multiple coronavirus health guidelines in one fell swoop, and apparently horrified waiter tried to evade her spittle. <laughs> he, unlike the attendees, was wearing a mask. Uh, Twitter was a bit peeved, as you can imagine, as wow. people were criticizing them. Even Miley Cyrus seemed pretty pissed off. She reportedly unfollowed celebs who attended, plus Kendall and Kylie. So things like that are notable on Insta or on uh, social media. I think that the other thing that got them really pissed off, it got people pissed off in January, Gen- 
general is that um, she was passing around her retainer for everyone to try on. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, wow. That's disgusting. I mean, it's that, just that disgusting, That is a right? very specific it's, fit. Exactly. Too. Why That's would you do that, especially God. in light of all this? Yeah. Nick is showing, uh, we're looking at video on social media of Kylie, the lips, uh, just, she's, she's puffed them way so, up. May, her, her, they don't look real. Her nails look like talons. Yeah. I mean, they're sharp. They're, they're filed to a point. They're really, really long, too. She looks scary, man. Let's remember. The step off for her fortune that has put her near a billion dollars. The lip kit, right? Was a lip kit when she had artificial lip implants. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing was, I mean, look. God bless. She made a ton of money, and you say you still like the lip kit, right, Kathy? Yeah. I mean, listen, I under, I do understand what you say when you yeah. say that, but shes I don't think she's saying, that. look, this is what your the lipstick's going to do to your lips. She it's did initially, a, didn't she? Didn't she no, say to, to get that fuller lip look? Oh, they, she might have, like, yeah. a plumper. Maybe she has a plumper. But, like, if you're just putting <laughs> color on, now she has bigger lips so she can show you the colors. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. She made okay. an entire, you know, all of her, or a ton of her money on a lip kit, and her lips are fake. Right. The giant lip thing. I don't know. I, it's why do people think know. it looks good? You need know. a natural look, like Norma Stitz. <laughs> right, right. All right. So Prince William suffered from coronavirus quietly. The 38 year old tells Royal, 38 uh, year old Royal. I'm sorry, contacted or contracted uh, COVID in April, <laughs> shortly uh, after his father Prince Charles did. And a source tells ET that William had fairly significant symptoms, but opted to keep the diagnosis private in order to. <laughs> To know oh my God! Worry the nation. <laughs> I, that, I'm sorry. Oh, so just to frame what that is, that's Gary Lauer eating half a pound of snot. Yeah, we could probably retire both of those sound clips, and I'd be all right. Forever. With that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's God. when he was recording the Christmas special. I find the Gary one gross, it, more oh, gross yes. than the canned one. It uh, sounds like uh, like a loogie the size of a pound oh, cake. Jesus. Oh. oh God Almighty! So <laughs> the prince was also reportedly heard telling someone during a royal engagement there were important things going on, and I didn't want to worry anyone. Uh, he is self isolated at home, and his wife Kate and their three children did not get sick. Um, Charles was diagnosed in late March and recovered after a few weeks. Prime Minister Boris Johnson was also ill with COVID around the same time and had to be treated in an intensive care unit, leaving uh, his foreign secretary in charge. I think Prince William, um, uh, much better with the um, close-cropped hair. I think he could even bring down the sides a bit and and rock that. You know, I think the more shorn he is, and if someone can get this message to him, I'd appreciate it. Please. Uh, Royal historian uh, Kate Williams tells CNN if the unthinkable had happened and the Queen, uh, Charles, and William all passed away, the next in line would be Prince George, who is seven years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, He would not rule as king in the traditional sense until he was 18, but a Regency Council would be appointed who would carry out duties in his name. Preston, how many steps before they get to Simon Cowell? (laughs) I don't know. There's a couple. Um, let's see here. Vanessa Marcel feels Megan Fox's pain. Both stars share children with Brian Austin Green and frustrations with the way he portrays them. Okay, do you have happen to have what um Megan Fox posted on his uh Instagram post a few days ago? Is it, it about the kids? Uh it it was n- well, nasty. Let me let me get to this and then then you can tell me. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, um, I can find it. <laughs> he had posted a shot of himself with his and Fox's 4-year-old son Journey. Right. And Fox responded with a lengthy caption that questioned his decision. She had written in part, "Why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos that they aren't in. 
Uh, I had a great Halloween with them yesterday, and yet notice how absent they are from my social media. I know you love your kids, but I don't know why you can't stop using them to posture via Instagram. Uh, And the critique didn't stop. She continued adding that Green is, quote, so intoxicated with feeding the pervasive narrative that I'm an absent mother and you are the perennial, eternally uh, dedicated dad of the year. You have them half the time. Congratulations. You truly are a remarkable human. Why do you need the Internet to echo back to you what should be inexhaustibly evident in the way your children love you? What? Um, I think I think she wants him back. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. see if that's what you got out yeah. of it. It's so obvious. So here's the deal: they they have conflicting ideas on including their kids, kids. in their pictures, and maybe just maybe he's one of those that likes to show off his children and says, "I love these kids. I'm very proud." It's of quite them. Take possible. A look at them. Yeah, you know. So I think though a decision like that when you are <laughs> and you guys tell me because you have kids, I do not. Yeah, uh, but. A decision like that should be a joint decision since you are famous people, mm-hmm. whether or not the kids end up on social media or not. Is that is that a correct assessment or am I sure, yeah, misstating I that? But I don't think that's the problem here. I think the problem here is... Machine and, Gun Kelly's banging his ex? <laughs> no. And I'm listen, I'm just an outsider looking in, but, but judging by her words yeah. is that he's actually kind of a piece of S... And he portrays himself to everybody Here out I am there. With my kids. I'm, I'm the best. I'm a great yeah. father. Look at me. I'm this and I'm that. And she's like, oh, my God. No, you're not. You're not. Whoever you're trying to portray yourself, people, mm. he is not this person. Uh, no, He's Pace, actually, yeah. I see those posts a lot because you know the story behind it. And you're yeah. like, this dude sees his kid one time yeah. in, you know, three months and that you immediately post the picture to social media. So it looks as though here I am. I'm taking my kid out. I'm going to the farm. I'm doing this. I'm yeah. doing that. Right. Well, she had said that you have them half the time. So it's not like he's an absentee. Dad. Okay. All right. Custody. Marissa. Yeah. There's a great account called comments by celebs, which uh, follows this and it gives you way too much information to yeah. follow along. And you can see the photo he posted. The kid isn't even posing in the photo. The kid is literally walking past him behind him. Uh-huh. And he just left it in the frame. So it's kind of just like he was letting people acknowledge, look, my children were here where she didn't post any photos because she kept it private. She didn't care. But if you look on his account, everybody's like, you're such a good dad. Oh, my gosh. You're dad of the year. You're the best. So he's posturing for that uh, credibility from the Internet. That's what she said. That's, yes. That's what she said. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what do you believe? Her. Okay. Her. <laughs> She's on her Why? Side. Because the picture isn't a posed shot? I, I mean, it's, like, terribly lame. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you could have got, if you wanted to post a picture of you and your kid, you could have gotten a better picture than that. Exactly. Okay. You know what? Now I've changed my mind. What? Yeah. I think you should be father of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but did you see, um, I thought, speaking of putting kids in the pictures and stuff like that, um, Kristen Cavallari posted a picture of her and her, I guess, soon-to-be ex-husband and the kids. Jay Cutler. Yeah, on Halloween. And it I was... But, like, they, you know what I mean? They still got together to take the kids out for Halloween. They got dressed up. You know, like, I don't know. I just thought that it, that it was nice that, you know, she showed that, listen, we're, we're still doing this for the kids. It's and good. That, that was the, those yes. were all the comments she got under her. Kathy, picture. would you agree that the healthiest way to handle this thing is what Michael Jackson did by <laughs> always having his kids in Mardi Gras masks yeah, when they went out in public? I think so. Kristen also blocked out her kids' faces. Yeah, she doesn't ever post pictures of her kids. In that's, fact, that's fans what... of uh, a very Cavallari Nick, as you well know, uh, uh, the kids were never on that show by their their uh, their edict. Yeah, Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olsen do the same thing. They never show their kids' faces. My father insisted 
that my face never appear in family photos. On Instagram. Oddly enough, all the other kids were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so a source tells people the estranged couple has been struggling to get along and have been for a while. Green is reportedly having a hard time with uh, her new love, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, it, the issue is that he is bitter with Megan, that Megan moved on so quickly. Mm-hmm. With Machine Gun Kelly, it's been... Very hard for him. His behavior can be pretty immature when it comes to Megan, though. He knows how to get Megan upset. In the past, he was advised to chill out and just focus on doing the right thing for the boys. Marcel, by the way, who is 52 and has clearly been there before, uh, she wrote on Instagram Sunday, I'm with you, sister, uh, though she did not mention Fox by name. Uh, She shares 18-year-old son uh, Cassius with Green and added, like I said, the truth always comes out in the end. I think he missed out on a very stabilizing influence when he broke up with Courtney Stodden. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot that yeah, happened yeah. for a brief moment. Wow. I mean, that, that could have been the turnaround. That could, have, that could have been, she could have been his Gandalf. Yeah. All right. Well, we're moving on. I have another story for you here. Carol Arthur, a character actress, she is known for her collaborations with Mel Brooks and the widow of comedian Dom DeLuise. Oh! Died on Sunday. She uh-huh. was 85 years old. She was great. Uh, she uh, famously appeared, uh, and I have a clip here, Casey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Are, are you doing it? I mean, do You do it, please. Do it. Uh, she famously appeared in uh, Mel Brooks' 1974 comedy, Blazing Saddles, as the school marm, oh, Harriet okay. Johnson. Followed by small but memorable roles in three more of his projects. Silent Movie, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Dracula. Dead and loving it. Brooks had tweeted on Monday, sad to hear Carol Arthur's passing. She was so great in Blazing Saddles as Harriet Johnson, the -the over-the-top outspoken school marm. Uh, She will be missed. And I have this clip because it's a classic from the movie. Here we go. To the Honorable William J. Lepetamine of sheriff. Please remove him immediately. The fact that you have sent him here just goes to prove that you are the leading ass in the state. (laughs) Uh, So she was born in Hackensack. She and DeLuise met in Provincetown, Massachusetts in 1964 while working in various stage productions. They married a year later. They had three sons, Peter, Michael, and David, and all three are actors. David DeLuise paid uh, tribute uh, to his late mother, Sunday, on Instagram, writing, Thank you for being the best mom in the world. You are free now. I will miss you and love you forever. Give Dad a big hug and kiss for me. So it's sad news. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, Julianne Hoff. Uh, formally uh, filed for divorce from Brooks, how do you say his name? Leitch? Like. Like. All right. Yeah. A uh, move that comes uh, six months after the couple separated. I'm just sick of this relationship now because they they mm-hmm. just gotten back together, had right. they not? Well, there were there were signs of hope there, Steve. She's, right. So so the original thing is they they'd separated and then they were going to make it work, and she said she was bisexual and that that he was cool with that. Of course he was. And and then back for this time, and so this is this the final kibosh? You think this is formal? Okay. Yeah. Uh, for months, fans wondered if the duo could reconcile. As they often left flirty messages on each other's social media pages, and were seen together several times. 
Uh, her family was reportedly hoping for a reconciliation as well. Uh, but on November 2nd, yesterday, through, though, uh, the former Dancing with the Stars pro dashed those hopes as Damn. she filed divorce paperwork in Los Angeles. See, if they had... They, they could have been on Flirty Dancing, that show, you know? Um, is that still on? I hope so, because it's so important. <laughs> it gives you hope. It gives me hope for love, and love without talk, love expressed through dance. Just through dance. Uh, so they had revealed in May that they had uh, separated for nearly three years after three years of marriage, an announcement that was made as they quarantined in separate states amid the coronavirus pandemic. She and- go bye-bye. Uh, following the split, People Magazine said Brooks was eager to get back together, but... Mm, I but want her back. It is not going to happen. No. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, this sounds interesting. Uh, Ethan and Maya Hawk, the father-daughter duo, will star together as father and daughter in the romantic coming-of-age comedy called Revolver. Ah! And <laughs> it's an interesting concept. So, set in Anchorage, Alaska in 1966... The film follows a teenager named Jane after the Beatles on a flight to Japan are forced to make an unexpected stop in the Alaskan city. Is this predicated on a true story? I don't think so. Okay. As because Be- it says they become oil uh, uh, workers as well. Uh, no. Okay. As Beatlemania descends upon Anchorage and the band takes cover in a hotel, Jane devises a plan to lose her virginity j- to George Harrison, and a comic misadventure ensues. Okay, that could be good. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Stanton, who's best known for directing Pixar classics like Finding Nemo and Wally, but has also helmed episodes of Stranger Things, will direct the film. Uh, the project does not yet have a release date or a distributor, but uh, interesting concept. Uh, and then one more quick thing, and then we will move on. Um Universe's Most Wanted will start Dave Bautista and be directed by Brad Payton per Variety. Uh, the sci-fi fantasy will track a small town's fight to save the world. Uh, according to Payton, he said, we couldn't be more thrilled to get going on Universe's Most Wanted. Uh, this is a type of fun, mysterious, and irreverent adventure that we all need right now. I like Bautista. They've tried to get him going the same way they have with The Rock. Yeah. And it's it, nothing's really taken yet so but in guardians he's so good he's great he clearly has the capability yeah but for some reason the projects aren't clicking with people that he's in as the main lead maybe is it the people that he's trying to connect him with okay you know so kamel nanjiani was the one right and was stuber uh stuber right and then he might not be a leading man yeah i mean he may have a great career as as a uh, support character he's going to be in the dune movie uh, which i'm looking forward to see him in so I um, see him more as the shy accountant type. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He could fit into that. <laughs> uh, all right. We're ready for clips, gang. Being fed up with being single around the holidays, two strangers agree to be each other's plus ones year-round in Holiday. And in this clip, co-star Kristen Chenoweth... Uh, Talks about her excitement about joining the film's all-star cast. Here we go. I really wanted to work with everybody, Mandy. You know, I, everybody just looked like just fun, and we didn't have a... We really bonded that, that all that time together, and I wanted to wear the costumes, if I'm being yeah. honest. I wanted to catch candy in my cleavage, and that happened. Damn! Holiday is streaming now on Netflix. Everyone, people have recommended this to me. It's funny, her voice, though, recorded... Oh, it- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So is this going to be like a... Uh, it's a Hallmark movie. Hallmark, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're they're aggressively going after the Hallmark uh, audience. Christian Channel with yeah. his Ben in some of my favorite Hallmark movies. Yeah. My Hallmark watching a garb came yesterday in the mail, Preston. I got some for Rochelle for her birthday. Nice. Yes, a yeah. hoodie and a jersey, so I'm all set to go. <laughs> so the one thing that Hallmark can't do that Netflix can do Show is... Show graphic go... frontal. <laughs> well, okay, there's two things then. Um, commercials. No commercials on Netflix. That's and, true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of need those commercials on the Hallmark. I think so. So you can go refresh your hot cocoa and get another peppermint stick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got to get your peppermint bark and your peppermint sticks and all that stuff, and you're good to go. Um, All right, here's the next clip. Blood of Zeus. Another Hallmark movie. Is an animated series about an ancient Greek commoner with lineage to the Greek god who is tasked for fighting off a demonic army. Yeah, it's on Hallmark. (laughs) In this clip... Director, oh wow, Shant Nig Nigo Guzian. Oh I guess I say his name. N-I- Did you just raise the devil? N i g o g h o s s i n and bingo was his name. Yeah. Oh, discussed being pitched the idea for the series. Here we go. I actually got approached by Powerhouse. I work in L.A. in animation. I've been here working for about twenty-two years, and I got the call from the producer uh, Mike Hughes, who's the line producer. We met up, and when I heard Greek mythology, and I heard it's being done by Powerhouse, the guys who did Castlevania, I was like, this is basically two of my lifelong dreams. Nigagosian, uh, I guess is how you say his last name. Oh, so this is from, okay, I get it now. This this sort of stuff is great. Did you ever play the game Castlevania? No. Yeah. I'm not even familiar with it. Yeah, it's very, really cool. It's, it's exactly what was described in the synopsis of this movie. It's that sort of world, and it's pretty damn cool. Cool. This animation looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Blood of Zeus is streaming now on Netflix, by the way. And that's all I got for you. That's uh, the... Uh, that was damn good. The run of the entertainment news. Thank you. You kind of peel the layers off that the rest of Hollywood is refusing to address. You know, we go there. Brian Austin Green. You go, go there. Go. Yeah. Go. All right. Um, let's take a break and come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay close. Don't forget, we have a tattoo for you to win via Tattoo Tuesday. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll get a winner before the show's up. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Hey, by the way, I want to remind you, at some point this week, maybe on Thursday, we're looking into it, but we are going to have the battle of the self-proclaimed experts, and they're going to dive into the subject of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, boy. I got the questions from our guru, in fact, of the comic book gurus, uh, Craig Legans, yesterday. They're perfect. Good. They are perfect, and you need to be a real fan in order to answer these questions correctly, especially if you're going up to a worthy appointment, going up against a worthy opponent. Um, we're probably going to take the last of our solicitations for this because we got to go through and find our, our people who we want to be the experts per the emails that they've written in. And you can go to PrestonAndSteve.com, and you'll see the... Uh, uh, the banner for the Battle of the Experts, self-proclaimed experts. Click on that, fill it out, send it to us, and maybe you'll end up uh, on the show. couple observations here. Uh, this one will be epic because there is a, a wealth of knowledge, and people are very persnickety when it comes to being specific <laughs> about information. Craig is a savant. The comic book guru is a rock star. Rob, they know their stuff. Yep. And also, Preston, you are not beholding for the questions. Thank God yes. for that. <laughs> Yes. I can blame it on someone else. Which is what it's all about. It is. By so, the way, uh, you said persnickety. I wasn't here for that conversation you guys had a couple of weeks ago. 
That was my dad's word. Persnickety. Oh, oh, yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. Hey, there's something that Casey has seen online and is thinking about buying. <laughs> and we're going to bring up what that is. And I'm curious. And I want to open this up to a wider conversation, not just what Casey's thinking about buying. Because okay. on my phone... Um, on Instagram, when I go through, there are ads that pop up all the time of stuff that I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So what I'll do yeah. is I take a screenshot of it. I don't research it right then and there, and no. I set these screenshots aside. And then later on, I'll go and maybe dig around and take a look at them. So I'm looking at things like a heated vest. Uh, there's also this uh, thing where you can do sculptures of you and your significant other holding hands. Have you seen right. that one? I've seen that. Uh, All right. There's also a a hoodie that looks like a colonial clothing. Yeah. I saw that. Okay. Uh, I almost got that. There's also a charm that you can get that made out of your pet's face. Uh, okay. Your living pet's okay. face. So, like which, yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. which one of these are, are good? We are worth so it or here, crappy? Yeah, this is what mm-hmm. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Not not whether these particular things that I've mentioned to you, because there's there's also like a mini fire pit and all that. Um, what have you seen and ordered and is absolute garbage? Has turned out to be not worth it. In your opinion, now keep in mind, this is everyone's opinion, but it wasn't what you thought it was going to be per these ads that pop up on social media. So, and, and we're going to talk about what Casey has looked at, which I think because I've seen as well and I was found it intriguing, but I can start that part of the conversation that you just mentioned off Preston. Okay. Because the shoes that pop up all the time that you yeah. see the ads where they look like loafers, but the guy's walking on nails and there's you could, it, like, like a brick falls on it and you're totally impervious. Well, I got a pair at home and I wasn't about to put it on my feet and step on hard, you know, like nails and sharp things. Yeah. And I had a nail on the other, on the bottom, the sole of the shoe, and I was pushing it through, and I'm like, I could feel the pointy edge. Uh-oh. No problem. No. And I'm like, there's no goddamn way I'm going to put, I'm going to do what they do in the video for this. So I can't say that w- w- if I were to put my foot in it, right. it might have done what it was supposed to do, but judging by my hand, Pre-test? Yeah. No way. No way, How right? Not worth those? trying it. Yeah. How they much? weren't that bad. They were there like uh, 50 bucks, 60 okay. bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So you got 50 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, like the tactical shovel. Does that really? Listen, I that? have used that so never. You're not chopping down trees in your backyard? It's in my, it? It is in my trunk <laughs> of the car specifically... So I can forget I have it in okay. the trunk of my car and free my car from any situation with an old CD case. It's good to know that you don't remember that it's I there. I want to be able to not remember oh, it's right. there. Okay. Oh, and I almost, and I know we're going to get to another thing, but speaking of that stuff, uh, the Circle um, Ice Scraper, have you seen this one? I have. I have four of them. I, does that work? It does. Okay. Really? Because the reviews are like, this is trash. It broke on the first thing. It doesn't do anything. Blah, you, blah, blah. Uh, first off, when you blah, get blah, it, you're blah. like, how, yeah. how does this, how am I using this again? Because uh-huh. one side looks like the side you're supposed to use. You're supposed to use the, the, the largest part of the cone. Right. Which is what you hold the, the handle with on your other hand. And that's supposed to, it has like a little nubs, quasi-pointed nubs yeah. that stick in your glove to give you the leverage to do that. It does work. Is it awesome? No, but it's pretty good. All right, Case, what is this product that you've seen that you are interested in purchasing? Long story short. Yep. It is a Christmas tree. Okay. That you can control the lights with an app on your phone. Ooh. 
Ooh. And it, it yes. does all sorts of strobing things. Yes. Really? Yeah. Change, the, yes. change the colors and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I've been researching this for years now. Dude, I desperately want cool. an artificial tree with LED lights. You can control them. You can change colors and uh, keep them all white. They can flash. They can be okay. solid. Okay. Whatever it can is. Can you do so, a message on them, too? I think you can. Can't you? Well, mm. not the ones that I was looking at. I was looking at, spe- I was looking at a specific tree. I've had my eye on it for a about three years now, uh, and I just need to convince Jace uh, that an artificial tree is it's the same thing. So me and my son, are, are we're basically the same people, right? We don't know how to save our money, and we just want to buy things all the time. So I had mentioned this at the dinner table, and he's like, Duh! you could do and he went like crazy i'm like and then he and i are high-fiving yeah. right because we want to get it my wife's looking at us shaking her head now i did the same thing i saw it on instagram i'm like i'm not clicking on this stupid link i'm not gonna do it so i just Click. did it. i no i didn't i didn't i googled it and then i went to home depot it's Five hundred dollars. Oh, it's at Home Depot. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. You're okay, gonna be my regular Saturday night tree. Five hundred dollars is not that expensive for right. that. It's for- also five hundred for a seven and a half foot tree. Is seven and a half foot big or small? I don't. Well, it depends on how big your your, 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 your well, ceiling is. Well, my ceilings are definitely the, higher than. I that. was looking at the nine. I was looking at nine foot. Also, and- remember, if you have an angel on top, you have to have clearance. Yeah. And, and the base too. But usually, these the the base is included. Included but- in the height. By the way, if you're calling in about this product, make sure it's the one. That you see ads for on like Instagram or Twitter or something like that because that's that's what I want to focus on. So I happen to be well versed in uh, we. I have always <laughs> the, the the weird thing is I've always had real trees inside and artificial trees outside. But but when we when we moved into our current house, we have old style radiators and there is a perfect foyer area or uh, not a foyer but a and and, and sort of a um, a, a build out from the house that accommodates the tree goes in the windows and it, lo- yeah. it looks great. It just happens to be right next to a radiator. It would turn that wood, in, that a regular tree, into kindling. So I got an artificial tree, yeah. and, and in the research case, you if you're going up, I mean, with if you want to go like a balsam hill or a front gate, that's what or, I was looking at. You're lo- you can be in the nine hundred, a thousand dollars. Well, dude, you know for for a tree. Now you can also get the tree I ended up with. I got from the Boscoff's outlet for like uh, two hundred bucks. And it it's great. You you click them two together. Can you control everything with an app? You cannot. Okay. But I prefer <laughs> I prefer sta- I, I prefer static white lights uh, on my indoor Christmas. See, yeah. I'm looking for. I need it to lo- be real looking. That was my. It needs to yeah. be realistic. Yeah. So the ones that I f- tend to see in stores like Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff like that, they're not. That realistic looking. The You're gonna put Hill, that in. Balsam Hill is really I, that's good. Why no? So but I, 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 I also can't. It ha- it's it's not just my family's fault. I I can't pull myself to spend fifteen hundred dollars on. <laughs> you have a to fake work Christmas it. Tree. You have Listen. to you have to work it when you when you like. Uh, I have a um. It's about a seven eight foot tree that I have on my on the porch, and it, I it's outside. And I my my six foot Santa that I put next to it. And what I but you when you're taking it out, you have to bend out each branch and and contour it and right. open things up, and that's you know you flesh it out. I've always used a. Always, my entire life, yeah. I've always had an artificial tree, and yeah, you got to bend the things and, and when contour you, when you put it yeah. away. Yeah. Here's the question: How much is a live? How much does a real tree cost usually? Um, Less than a hundred bucks. About yeah, somewhere between like I'd say for for me, the ones that I get between eighty and a hundred. Last year, I spent. Okay. Hundred and let's say, I thought that was expensive. Let's say roughly a hundred dollars. So if you're going to have this tree for ten or a dozen years, then it pays off. Then it pays off. That's uh-huh. the way to think and, about and you, it. You, you got you got some convenience. I know. Trust me. I've I've thought okay. about. It, but I'm thinking. Okay, in ten years, 
Am I still going to have this? What about, can I remind you of something? Maybe. Like, do they last that? I guess they last that long. They're artificial, yeah. right? As long yeah, as we've had ours for, yeah, we've had ours for 15 or more okay, years. Okay, and it still yeah. looks good when you put it sure. out. Yeah. Okay. Did you not have to dispose of a tree on, like, Christmas Eve because of insects or something no, like that? No, I did. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I did. I, mine, we had aphids. Mine died. Yeah. Oh, right. Mine um, I, and I had, I the next day, that was the saddest day. It was the, it was Christmas day and I couldn't take looking at it anymore because it was so beautiful when I put it up, but I, it's, you know, it sucks up the water so quick on the first day. Yeah. Well, I, it must've sealed the bottom, you know, the bottom of the, of the trunk sealed. Yeah. So when I put the water in, it was like useless. And so I had to mm. take it down on Christmas. There are so many free trees in the woods, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just check our state parks. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. all you gotta do is pull over. Yeah. Kathy, the... Yeah. The seven and a half foot tree is five hundred. Okay. The nine foot tree is eight hundred dollars, dude. An extra three hundred dollars for a yeah for a foot and a half. When you have well, tall ceilings, you should get the bigger one. And to, to, to Preston's point, though, again, if you make the invest, you make the investment once, yeah. and then you're not spending that. So I also the benefit is Preston. You can put your tree like the, the tree. It's, it's cool, isn't it? I got it. It's cool. Can you just show me the, the uh-huh. video of it? I'm like, oh my god, right? I love it. I mean, dude, you can Let keep it up all. You, you can, can keep, keep it up, up all year. That's a Fourth of July tree right there, Kath. Case yeah. my my artificial tree goes up at the beginning of November. Yeah. Like I'm going to be putting it up in a couple of weeks, and I and you get the full run on it. Case, what's it? I, or send it. Send me the link. I want to see the actual I, tree. I want to go to some calls. Because what if Casey buys is and it's a piece yeah, of yeah. crap, and it's a piece of garbage. Crappy. That's what we want to avoid. So if if you have if you if you got details on this particular thing, that's cool. But we just want to talk about because some of those ads they look so great. You're yeah. like, yes. Why is this just now coming to light? How can we not be aware of this? What product? is this great thing? Um. Now let me go to all right. Let's go to Vince. Hi, Vince. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Again. <laughs> What's up, Vince? <laughs> Vince, what's up? Uh, I, I bought this. It's called a tube clock. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it or heard of it, Mm-mm. but it's got this little like panel on the bottom, and you stick these like Edison bulb looking guys into it. Yes. And then it's like this uh, this digital clock, but you know you can kind of see all the numbers, and it like flips over. It was a really cool looking clock. You can change the colors, make it neon, make it flash, all this cool stuff. So oh, yeah. I did it. I I. I, I bet, and I clicked on the ad, and I was like, oh, this is super cool. It was only like $100 for this big 18-inch one. It had hours, minutes, seconds. And I was like, I'm whatever, I'll you know, I'll buy it. So you purchase it, and obviously it was coming from China. Like four or five months later, I finally got it, and it was this little, <laughs> this little circuit board that was no bigger than my hand. It said it was 18 inches long, and this little circuit board was no bigger than my hand, and that's all that they sent me, and this little piece of paper written in Chinese, I had to turn it on. Well, that's the number one. Just look. If it's from China, don't just don't order it. Yeah. Really. Sure. Try to vet it through a couple of different companies. I always flip over to see what, what Amazon has got going and, what, and, and go deep into the user reviews. Mm. That's the best thing to do. So I was actually looking at this thing, too, and it's kind of cool. It looks like a retro... Uh, you know, when when he says tube, by the way, he means old plug-in. You yeah, know, yeah. tubes, not not just a, a <laughs> cylinder. No, it's like a, a, a light bulb tube yeah, of yeah. sorts. Um, yeah, so, yeah. and Vince, it's not worth even trying to get your money back, right? I emailed them trying to get my money back, yeah. and you know, I got the oh, our you know, our sales department or whatever is going to be on it right away. Yep. After yep. like five or six emails of. <laughs> 
just oh the you know the exact same our sales department will be right on uh you know get your refund in two weeks just check your bank account <laughs> all right after like a month of trying remember that they use a different Thanks, calendar Vince. by the way yeah that too you, you'll have your your money back in the year of the cat uh let me go to elisa hi elisa good morning hey good morning guys hey what's up elisa i bought my daughter like literally in october what i thought was going to be the coolest furry blanket set it was so beautiful it, it was a queen size what came it was supposed to be three pieces one piece maybe it was a twin fit on nothing flat as a pancake 85 dollars <laughs> down the tubes i legitimately was like wah, 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 on her birthday it right was, oh, no. that sucks. was it from china of course it was from China. Try to get your money back. Never. Yeah. You got to, honestly, buy, buy through companies yes. that are going to protect you. I'll yeah. tell you this. So I got, there's a thing that's making the rounds right now. Maybe you've seen it. It's a comfort um, a bed for a dog that's very plush. And the idea is the dog, it, it can sink into it. It's, it's warm and it just relaxes the dog. I, I got it. I ordered it through Amazon. It's maybe like 40, 50 bucks. I'm like, okay, let's see if this is what it is. And so it comes in, you know, I open up the box. I'm like, oh, my God, the thing's paper thin. And I realize that at that point it's in one of those vacuum sealed. Oh, yeah. So when I opened yeah, the bag, it popped it up and became this thing, and the dog loves it. Are you happy with it? I'm very happy. Okay, so here's something I wasn't too happy with. So we ordered, I and it was a couple of years ago, and it was popping up on Instagram. It was a... Um, it was a blanket uh, type, uh, like almost uh, a weighted. This woven? Nope, it's a uh, woven with these really thick yeah, yarn. Yeah. I, know I what mean, you're talking about. like yeah. that big around, wow. like like as big as I, I don't know how big around you'd say that is. My but, junk. Uh, <laughs> you're that big around? It's okay, I just want to post. Uh, well, actually, that's not. <laughs> All right, yeah, what, tell, talk about the blanket. Anyway, it's like a baby's arm. So, so the um, the knitting of it was much smaller than it appeared to be in the photos that they had posted because that's what looked really cool uh, okay. about it is it had this really cool. Now, we still have it and we still use it. It doesn't keep you warm. Uh, <laughs> and so I couldn't, when I got it, I was a little disappointed. I got it for Rochelle for her birthday. Yeah. This oh, is, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah. And it, that was nothing like it. It was, it's a little bit, in fact, you know what, this, picture doesn't even do it justice because I saw other pictures in the advertise that were even bigger than that. And I'm like, wow, that's well, really cool looking. In this ad, Vern Troyer seems to really enjoy it. Right, that's yeah, what yeah. they do. They take a really tiny person yeah. and make it look bigger. We got the Comfy. Did you guys see that one? The uh, comfy? It's a, basically a sweatshirt blanket. You know how you get those like really, a, like really... Snuggy? No. Um, so... The these blankets that we we have them. It's I will only exclusively bl- buy these blankets. In fact, Steve, I think I got you one for Casey. Christmas. Yeah. That is the best blanket I've ever had. It's that in a sweatshirt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we have a picture of it here. It's just super duper soft and plush, and it's like way oversized. Yeah. Not as big as a slanket or a snuggie. Or yeah. Um. Or a, a slunt. <laughs> Different. It's like a pocket. Yeah, but that was another. That was a thing that we saw. I guess it showed up on Instagram. Not good. Huh? I, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I, I know we're talking about bad things, yeah. but uh, 
Uh, by the way, Bill Burns texted me. He said he bought this attachment for his hose that is supposed to turn it into a pressure washer. And he said, absolute piece of trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You, you need a compressor. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no you don't need that. No, you, just, no. you just need something that really constrains the opening, <laughs> and it becomes like a like a laser gun. Yeah. Can you go, Preston, to Jim? Um, he can val- validate what I said about the shoes. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. What's up, bud? So, I bought the indestructible shoes that uh, Steve was talking about. Yeah. I bought them. I ordered them uh, middle of May because I was going to use them for, I work in a factory overnight. Saw the ad through, did you see the ad through social media or online? Yep, I saw it on Instagram. Yep. I figure the factory gets real hot. Maybe these be a little more comfortable than boots for the summer. Right. Word them in the beginning or middle of May, so said four weeks to get them. I would get them in June, right, right in time for summer. Took two months for them to come in. The answer I got was, oh, COVID's holding it up, COVID's holding it up. Got them in July. They were destroyed by August. <laughs> <laughs> the indestructible. You can they, They'll reject nails. You can drop a cinder block on them. They just naturally fell apart in four weeks. And they just started to fray because it actually was like a mesh material. It wasn't. I don't know, like a canvas material. It's more like a mesh. So yeah. Just shred it. Just exactly. Shred it at my work. It's horrible. Yeah, don't fall for yeah. it. All right. Thanks, man. That's By the way, $70 somebody. Out. 70 bucks. Well, yeah, that's about right. Uh, somebody. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hang up on him. Uh, this text says the number one rule for buying an item <clears throat> that you're not sure about the authenticity or quality is use PayPal. You can get an easy refund. Is that the case? I use PayPal. I don't use PayPal. And I use Amazon. Uh, and then I also use, you can use Amazon Pay now, which is the same account that you've set up for your one-click shopping for Amazon can be applied to other sites that aren't Amazon. Kathy, do you know that about PayPal? What was, what was it? It said that uh, when, uh, number one rule for buying an item that you're not sure about the authenticity or quality, use PayPal, you can get an easy refund. Um. So, yeah, like PayPal, but if, <clears throat> but if it's a, a valid purchase, PayPal's not going to give you your money back if, if there's something um that's corrupt about it or that yes PayPal if, if you will protect don't you. if you don't get it yeah if you then, don't get you it but if you, if, if you get something that's sort of in the line of what you ordered they can't handle it you can dispute with yeah. and paypal will protect you i tried that with my terrible t-shirts the band t-shirts that i got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right <laughs> one of them i kind of haven't heard back from the other company and if they don't hear back from the other side was this the uh, the blanc 183 shirt <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> And then the other one, I got scammed because they said, oh, uh, close your case and we'll refund you. So I closed my case. <laughs> PayPal acknowledged that it's closed and I still don't have a refund. Yeah. And see, you got a product. That's why I was, that's what I think with PayPal. Yeah. If you, if you got, got a product, I don't know. Right. It's mostly for like, it didn't show up. It, it wasn't complete order. Or right. yeah, it was or, like a complete yeah. scam. Okay. They took my money and I got, I received no product. But as opposed to if you just received something that is not as great as you thought it right. was going to be, they'd pay Val's not going to help you. Okay. Well, I still like your pink flood shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed to get the tree, guys. What? She texted yeah. you? So if you guys want to get me something for Christmas. You're not allowed to? Why, not, what, not allowed. what was the wording? Uh, you got to put three kids through college. <laughs> 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 All right. Let me go to David. Hi, David. You're on the air. Yeah, Good morning. Hey. Yeah, hi there. Uh, Steve got me all jazzed up about the tactical shovel. Yeah. And I ordered it, and it took me like six months to get it. And when I got it, the blade itself is three inches long, and then 
the handle is like six inches long, so now we just use it for gardening. Oh, oh my God, David! You got the tactical spork. Oh no, actually, I, I I did get what I ordered, and it, it, it does become a full shovel. It becomes it is it is exactly. What it says it is, it has, Preston, it has a whistle in it in case you get lost in the Ooh, mountains. Oh, yeah. yes, it does, it does. Yeah, that has a whistle yeah, on it too, David. Well, maybe you, you get lost. And you want if you're lost and you want to set up a garden to feed you. Yeah. If you're hidden behind the tomatoes and your family can't find you, blow the whistle. All right, thanks, David. He's over there. Uh, let me go to, let's go to Damon next. Uh, or Damien, I'm sorry. Damien, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Damien? Hey, uh, I ordered a uh, projection glue for my daughter's bedroom. It's supposed to project, uh, like, outer space all over her room. Yeah, yeah, see those. Those look so cool. Tell me what you wouldn't be calling if it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What's the story? Two things. It was definitely on social media, and you probably could have guessed, yes, it was a Chinese uh, manufacturer. (laughs) I don't remember. I I would like to say it was Wish.com, but I'm pretty sure it was some independent company. Somebody texted in about Wish.com a moment ago. Go ahead. But uh, anyway, uh, it came in. It was like for fifty dollars. For a couple weeks later, it came in. Uh, it looked the box was like the size of an envelope. So I really started oh, no. to worry. Oh no! So I opened it up, and everything down to each screw. It was all you had to assemble it yourself, and the instructions were all. In Chinese. <sighs> and they were all in Chinese. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I tried looking up like YouTube vid- uh, YouTube videos on yeah. it, and nothing, nothing oh, at all. So I was stuck man. with it. Yeah, so, so we're so we're, awesome. we're looking at an ad for exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and and uh, Damien, it looks so it makes it look like a celestial wonderland. Like there's the, the whole room is transformed. You're saying it comes disassembled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've ordered things that came from China that actually that came exactly the way they should have. Right. For fifty dollars, I really got ripped. All right, thanks. Yeah, like my LED yep. shoes. Right, those things are awesome. I saw them on Instagram. I went over to Amazon and I bought them there. They were forty nine ninety nine. I know that quality-wise, they're not the best shoes in the world, but when you light them up at night, yep. they look awesome. I, listen, I have had success with some things I've ordered from China. I got my uh, my Gene Simmons Kiss uh, <laughs> toilet roll dispenser <laughs> yeah. uh, from China. Oh, is it electric or is it just a regular? No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's actually cloth. You put it on your... It looks like the, the tongue. Gene Simmons' tongue is a toilet paper coming <laughs> yeah. out. And uh, that was cool. So, yeah, you know, some you guys, stuff. It's the luck of the draw, though. yeah. We were talking in the early... Summer, late spring, about people just getting random seeds sent yeah. to them from China. Yes, and now they're sending other things. And I'm holding here in my left hand a pair of uh, uh, iPods or uh, AirPods or whatever you want to call them that I got from China. We never ordered them; right. they just showed up in the mail. Okay. They just showed up, and they uh, look like AirPods, right? They feel like it, but they're not. They're they're you know. Do they work? And, but they work. Okay, so these, you use them here. Okay. Some, sometimes all the songs are in Mandarin. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> somehow yeah. it translates. It <laughs> weird. Uh, let me go to Cody. Hi, Cody. Good morning. I have three testicles. Hey, oh, that no. sounded pretty good, Cody. <laughs> all right, what's up, bud? So I ordered my girlfriend this awesome blanket that had an owl on it. Had the wings sprawled out. The girl kind of had it on her back. It looked amazing. Ordered it for her for her birthday. It comes in. This thing is the size of a bandana. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I man. could not have been more upset, and I Ugh. was like, oh, here, hon, I got you something. <laughs> it, you, 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 do, face mask now. <laughs> you know what? When you do that, but you, you raise a good point. 
save the original ad when you purchase it so you can show the recipient, this is what I intended to get you. That's a good backup. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. And right now I see this... Uh... Uh, monster truck that can pull you around on Facebook, dude. I'd so want it, but I don't want to fall for it. Wait, is it like a miniature yeah. monster truck? It, yeah, it's miniature, but it's like a one fifth scale. The guy actually sits on it and it pulls him around. Okay, he actually does. He, he in fact, in one of them, he actually does yard work, like he's digging a ditch with like the the yeah, backhoe. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. All I right. might just fall for it again. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. I appreciate you get it. Another owl bandana. There have been a couple things that I bought and then just or, or asked for for gifts that I found on uh, social media ads and I've never used them. Um, my wife bought me a uh, a glass cutter uh, <laughs> that I was going to use because I you know I drink bourbon. Yeah, and when the bottle is discarded, the the bottles look so cool, and I wanted to do something with them so you could. You can use this glass cutter to cut the top off, and then you can make it into a candle holder or something like that. Using it as a steak knife? I've never used it once. <laughs> never used it once. And I think it's probably too good to be true. It, it looks like, you know, because you, you trace around this spot, and then you just run it under cold water. And yes. Snap, it comes right off clean. <laughs> I don't think it works, but I've never used it, so I need to try it. Try it, yeah. And I also wanted Bring a, it in. We'll try it on the air. I also wanted a lock picking set so I could learn how to become a lock. Smith. Oh man! Just so it's a skill that I have. Sure. And and I open up the book and I'm like, this is too damn hard. <laughs> and I I still have the whole I have the sets at home, and I've never tinkered around with it. Maybe we're, I'll eventually get around to it. Is this what we're, we're looking at a commercial or something? Is this what you were talking about, Preston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, similar to that. This looks more fancy than mine. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's essentially the same thing. You take a wine bottle and you can you can just cut. Trace around it and cut it cleanly, and then you can use it for other things. But yeah, you pour. Oh, this hot water that you pour on it. Okay. Oh, that's the mistake. Have you guys seen this other thing? It is a uh, a shot pourer uh, for shot glasses. So it's basically shot pourer. All right. No, so uh-oh. basically, you can pour simultaneously like uh, six shots of whatever. All right. Like you a just, decanter. No. Okay. So uh, um, if you can pull this up and it's like a splitter almost for multiple. All right. So oh, no, okay. I see what you're talking about. This thing that looks stupid. Okay. okay. So but, basically, it almost looks like a fountain, except below the fountain are are uh, six ports. But hit play real quick on it because all right, it, it becomes a carrier as well. Oh, so you, okay. So well, that pour. might be the only redeeming thing is that you can carry all the shots at the same time right. by I lifting see it up. James Bond whipping this out, Preston. <laughs> right. Would you that. like to see my super duper multiple <laughs> shot pour? <laughs> uh, because otherwise, what's keeping you from just pouring into each individual glass? I mean, that's just you yeah, know. exactly. But that's you know, very impressive, Mister Bond. Somebody will buy it. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't make it. Yeah. Let me go to uh, all right. This is. Uh, bait and switch. This is a different thing, but let me go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Hi, good morning. So I was looking on Facebook one night, and I I found this oversized chair, love seat type thing. It was like two hundred bucks, and I ordered it. And about seven weeks later, I got this nice shiny black comb. <laughs> no, <laughs> you got a comb. I felt so stupid. I thought, you idiot. Well, wait, what? That's what you get for ordering something from China. So. Well, wait a second. Did you? I assume you attempted to get that corrected, right? Well, yeah, and nobody answered, and then I finally ended up calling PNC, and they put in a claim, and they re um, gave me some money back. All you right, see, well, I think a situation ahead. like that is where PayPal would cover you. I th- yeah. Probably, yeah. Right, right. Did but you keep I, the comb? I, I, yes, I kept the comb. <laughs> and it's a great comb. Is it any good? <laughs> is it a love no, comb? 
like, you know, buy three for a dollar. Oh, like, oh, my God. God. You paid $200. That's just, that's just rubbing salt. That's, that's like them hawking a loogie into the envelope and sending it to you. Yeah. It's hard. You should, you should spray paint it gold or something like that. <laughs> just at least looks like it's worth two hundred bucks. God, Jennifer, that's Thanks, sucks, Jennifer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh let me see. Uh okay. Here's uh here's one uh from John. Hi John. Good morning. Hey guys. Hey. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um I a couple years ago I bought a really cool blue sharpskin suit like from Mad Men on Facebook. Oh, it's a suit, okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, their size difference is incredible. Um, I'm like a 46 regular suit. It came, it would fit a Charlie McCarthy doll. It would fit a what? Charlie a, McCarthy doll. Oh, is oh, that okay, small? Like a, like a, yeah, but, <laughs> oh, God. It's a small Filipino boy. It's, if you order something, you have to wear order like a five extra large. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. My God. All right, thanks, John. That's an extreme case, but but ordering sizes online that's where you're taking a risk because some some larges run big and some small and or you know vice versa yeah. all right here's something i i've seen and maybe someone has purchased this i'd like to get it i don't know if you guys or maybe i might have mentioned it on the air already but it, it is basically a mushroom cloud yes lamp yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna, I was gonna cool. bring, awesome i was gonna bring that up it looks from an atomic bomb really cool and i've seen some that are advertised very cheap, right? And I've seen others that are very, very expensive, and I'm wondering, yes, if the expensive is the legit one, right? And then they have a, a crappy version that you can get for cheap, and they just kind of make it look good. How awesome! So they, they, they you know, they kind of called up the uh, the ad in the uh, studio, but doesn't that look cool? 3D mushroom cloud explosion <laughs> lamp and volcanic decoration. Yeah, those look really cool. Uh, and then I've also seen ones that are, Steve, like storm clouds. I love those. And the, the lightning. they light up yeah. and you see the lightning go. And they, I mean, stuff like that looks really cool. But I just, I don't think I'd order one because it looks like it would be. Now I'm afraid I get a, a black a comb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But look at, I mean, so these are great little, this is the kind of, um, for years you had companies that would, um, oh. um, that would sell, you know, this is all they sold. And, and now so many companies sell it. They've sort of diluted the vetting process. Okay. I got Mike. Here's right. here's one that I saw and I kind of earmarked as possibly All right. purchasing. It is a new type of mosquito trap. Oh yeah. So you know bug zappers, right? And those can be annoying because they're always zip, 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 making the noise and yes, everything. Yeah, yeah. But but this appears to be one that is different. And so the way it works is it's got it's it's a cylindrical unit. It has a hole in the side of it. It's got a light. I guess that supposedly draws them to it. And instead of zapping them, it's got this powerful fan that sucks them in. Okay, so mosquitoes. Oh, okay. Right. So you're not hearing the, the zap and the screaming of the little one. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> oh, It kind of looks like a mini Dyson fan. Looks yeah. like a good idea, right? Yeah. Mosquito killer lamp. Now, it's only $25. So uh-huh. let me let me go to Mike and see if this is the one that, that he ordered. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. All right, so is this the product that you ordered? Yeah, I think so. It sounds as what it is. And what, uh, are you happy with it? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What's the story? So I ordered it, and the the ad said that this is, uh, that has special LEDs on it that draws the mosquitoes, and the kid invented it. I'm like, great, I need one, because I have a problem with the mosquitoes in the backyard. And I left it out overnight for 24 hours not a single mosquito in there oh man well and maybe I tried to go through paypal and they said no description says uh fan with the light that's what you got fan with a light <laughs> oh my god 
that's, fan, that's it. Fan, fan with, with a light. light. Oh, that's terrible. That sucks. I mean, I, I was hoping that this thing worked. I'd, I, I want a product like that. I can recommend something that is <sighs> Thanks, not Mike. exactly this, but at, uh, at your table out in, you know, now we're leaving this summer. It's never been a better time to get it. Right. But if you've seen the things advertised that look like little um, little towers with spinning, they've got little uh, floppy, uh, like almost props on them that spin around. Okay. And on, on those props are designs that are supposedly repel bugs. So And they spin. Now, you could reach your hand down and pick something up off the table, and it would just, you know, brush your hand. But it creates a visual deterrent to flies. Really? Uh, oh, we to had, flies? Yeah, we had we had okay. four of them. Uh, I, I picked them up. They were cheap. They're only like 19 bucks each. They actually do work. Okay. They actually repelled, for the most part, flies um, you know, around food. So they do work. Not like your mosquito lamp, which was fan with light. Do they work for mosquitoes or do you have mosquitoes? No, not thing? mosquitoes, just yeah. for flies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am interested in that. I do hate flies. All right. Well, listen, thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. Casey, you can come over to my house and we'll, <laughs> You're gonna get we'll, it? we'll get it and you can come over to my house. He, he wanted a uh he wanted a Christmas tree with the LED lights that you can control with the app on your phone. You know what? Um, that sounds pretty Maybe cool. Maybe we can concoct a story about how you helped somebody roadside that you were down on your... <laughs> yes. And then go fun... I mean, the tree yes. is pretty damn cool. It's really cool. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sold on that, actually. So, all right. <laughs> Preston's going to get it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what I can, like... Maybe if I go without eating for um, a two months. Second. What, two months. What, yeah. Casey, what, what schools have you settled on for your kids? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it possible to knock those down a... Level or two. We're working on it, man. We're trying yeah. to get them uh, academic or scholarships. You could pick up a part-time gig on the weekends. I could do that. Maybe. I could do that. All right. <laughs> Something like that. Come over and mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, let's take a break. Let's come back in a moment. I got some bizarre file stories that are on the way. Thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Campout is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacore and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Speaking of uh, Swarthmore Co-op, uh, today is National Sandwich Day. What? Yes, it is. And um, we might we might talk food in a little bit, so I'll bring up some more specifics about that in just a little while. So it's uh, it's uh, perfect timing that they brought by some Sammys for November is also peanut butter month, apparently. The whole month? I don't know. I keep getting an email from uh, this PR company oh. that's saying that November is peanut butter month, and if we want an interview with, uh, I guess, a peanut butter expert, we can yeah. have <laughs> Let's do it. I love that. when you, you So in our email, you get, hey, uh, um, we have an expert on to talk about confetti. We'd love to book him on your show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been actually uh, on a crunchy peanut butter kick uh, for the past. Ooh. Month and a half or so. I used to be a big crunchy fan. 
Organic, uh, crunchy peanut butter with honey. Okay. Is, that sounds pretty good. That's my jam, bro. Okay. It's not, no, okay. no. It's no okay. sad. No sad. Okay. No so sad. Right. Happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, well, I'm happy to hear that it's peanut, peanut butter, butter mud. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's <laughs> let's do the beef up. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's C-Y-N. Or at cinch, spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Uh, we'll start with this. This is wild. And you guys may have seen the story online yesterday. But a giant sculpture of a whale's tail. Yeah. Miraculously Saved a train from plummeting more than 30 feet off of a railway platform in the Netherlands. Oh. It's wild. The incident occurred on Monday morning when a metro train station at at a station in the suburbs of Rotterdam reportedly crashed through a buffer stop. So at the end of the railway, where normally, you know, it's got a a big thing to keep it from from going any further. It goes through that. And then on the other side of that, this platform is 30 feet in the air was a giant tail of a whale, and the train just goes out onto the tail and stops right there. It's almost like out of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2 I was thinking movie, the same thing. Where they stop the train yeah. and it's hanging over the edge and mm-hmm. just is about to dump into the Hudson River or wherever that may have been. So it's amazing. I can't believe, like, that this sculpture... Uh, that it's it's structurally sound enough to hold the weight mm-hmm. of a train of a train, and it happens to be angled at the right way yeah. to catch the train as it shot off the edge. Now, obviously, they need to investigate why it yeah, breached yeah. that that stop, but the fact that it ended up resting as it almost looks like they intentionally parked it on the whale's tail. Yeah, uh, police and emergency services responded to the scene of the accident, where fortunately no injuries were reported. Uh, Killian Lumberg, who witnessed the aftermath of the accident, filmed video showing the Metro train being held up and supported by the sculpture of a whale's tail about 30 feet above a small body of water below. In the video, the front base of the train can be seen to have been severely damaged as electrical lines and machinery from the train dangle from the underside of the carriage. Police at the scene reported that there were no passengers on the train at the time of the incident and that investigations into what caused the train to drive through the safety buffers at the end of the train line are currently ongoing. It's it's pretty amazing. Thank you, Mighty Whale. Yeah. A 24-year-old man was arrested Sunday on suspicion of killing two people and wounding five others one day after a man dressed in medieval clothing and wielding a Japanese sword attacked random victims near the Chateau Frontenac Hotel in Quebec City, Canada. So this guy's wearing medieval clothing, but he was carrying a Japanese sword, and then he went out and killed people. Uh, The attack lasted for nearly two and a half hours as police chased the man through the city's downtown on foot. Carl Gerard, who is from the Montreal area, is facing two counts of first-degree murder and five counts of attempted murder. Police said Gerard didn't have a criminal record but had shared his intention to carry out this type of attack over five years ago, quote, in, uh, years ago, quote, in a medical context. So that's pretty disturbing. A Halloween decoration turned into a weapon recently. Police in Largo, Florida, responded to a domestic disturbance call early Monday morning and found a man later identified as Nathan Garisto, heavily intoxicated while engaged in a verbal argument with his girlfriend, the victim. And during their argument... Garisto had picked up a pumpkin and threw it at his girlfriend. No. And the pumpkin's pulp and seeds splattered all over her. I'm glad. And the victim was otherwise uninjured. 
Uh, Gristo was arrested on domestic battery charges, and the victim was granted a restraining order. You know, you are your jerk-o-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I love it when Thank this ha- you. when this happens. A woman was dining in an unnamed restaurant in the Canadian city of Burnaby. A security video from inside the restaurant released by police shows her trying to get out of paying her bill. And she did that by climbing into the ceiling vent of the ladies' room. <laughs> and, of course, by the time she got over to the kitchen, she fell through the ceiling and onto the floor. Is there footage? Because I love footage like this. I only saw pictures of uh. it, and I hope that there is video of this. But, yeah, she fell all the way through the ceiling. <laughs> I and can and watch I love- that stuff. All the time. Me too, Steve. Uh, She was arrested after falling, and she was not injured. There were also no injuries to anyone else in the kitchen. The manager called police after noticing loud noises coming from the ceiling. According to police, restaurant declined to press criminal charges against a woman after talking. How the hell do I get out of here? And taking into account her, quote, life circumstances and struggles. So she must have had some issues that they were uh, understanding about. Uh, it is rare there's a person involved in a car crash. Are you looking at video of it? Oh, man. Hang on. I got to see this. I, I love it when people fall through the ceiling. And, yep. Oh, ouch. And there. Uh, it's rare there's a person involved in a car crash that's actually dead before the incident, but it did happen. Police in Eureka, South Dakota, arrested a wrong-way driver on Thursday after he reportedly crashed into a Humboldt County coroner's truck that was transporting a deceased person. They say Christian Munguya was driving when he collided head-on with the deputy coroner. Neither driver suffered any crash-related injuries. The coroner's truck had minor damage and was able to be driven from the scene. I also had another story the other day. I forgot where it happened where uh, somebody crashed into a a vehicle that was carrying a a body on the way to the funeral, and the vehicle caught on fire. Jesus uh, but the driver got out and dragged the body out of the, the car before it could go. I was able flames. to revive him. Yeah, Great! Exactly. <laughs> All right, and there you go. Wow. That is what we have in God. the bizarre file for you, my friend. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget, today is a Tuesday. We have your chance to win yeah. a free tattoo from the Preston and Steve Show. It's got to be a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo and you'll get it from this great place, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. There at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We shall see if you win at some point this morning. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know what? Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah? Um, before we do, uh-huh. I, I want to mention something before we do the connoisseur, because this, this is kind of food related, um, but it doesn't fall under the umbrella of the connoisseur. But I got this email uh, from a guy. Now, listen, we... we 
welcome and and are excited about any participation for Camp Out for Hunger. Yes. Um, we usually don't have the time to promote individual food drives that people are doing on their own. Plus, there is a competition as well for, for businesses and, and large individual donations. So, But I, I'm going to mention this, guys, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. So um, his name is Sandman Slim. Sandman Slim. Send me an email. He said, I'm doing a charity stream on Wednesday of this week and Monday and Wednesday of next week on my Twitch account, which is uh, xxsandman underscore slim xx. Uh, I'm doing a charity event for the Camp Out for Hunger. All subscriptions to my Twitch channel, all bits that I get from my Twitch channel, and any revenue I get from the channel will go to the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, if you should get the word out, that would be great. And he goes on to say another thing. Now, it says, please refer to me as Sandman Slim. And the main reason that I'm mentioning is this, because it's signed, a Reverend of the Ordained Dudist Priest at Dudism, the Church of the Later Day Dude. <laughs> I like that. I liked it. So yeah. that's why I threw that in there. So Sandman Slim is doing a, a, a Twitch fundraiser. We appreciate that. That's very, very cool. And another cool thing that is uh, taking place, and I want to mention this because, you know, we're not going to have any live music this year at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. We're not going to have a tent where uh, tons of people are gathering at all. Uh, and therefore, the house bands that we normally have are not going to be there. Uh, but Anthony Baker, who is in the band Goodman Fisk, yes. got in touch with me, and he's like, you know what? We want to do something to help fundraise for this. And we, it, what I didn't realize is all those guys, is how much they love doing the event. I thought it was a pain in the ass for I them. always thought that. I know they were very generous to give her their time and participate, but I always thought, man, this has got to be difficult for them. It's it's yeah. at the opposite time when they're normally yeah. performing. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so Anthony got in touch, and they three of the bands that normally join us for Camp Out for Hunger, Goodman Fisk, Jameson, and Drop Dead Sexy, are going to be playing a show. Now, here's the deal. They're, they're going to have to do it after the Camp Out for Hunger because the bands, are, they're booked up. And, yes. And so they're going to do it on the Sunday after the Camp Out, November 22nd, and they're going to be at Rack's Pub and Grill in Williamstown, New Jersey. It's an afternoon show. It's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., which is cool, and they're going to raise... Uh, funds and and they're gonna they're gonna collect food and eventually they're gonna deliver it to Phil Abundance themselves and and I think we're gonna have one of the band members on on the show at some point leading up to it to to give a plug for it. That's but excellent. I, I wanted to go ahead and mention it. I thought that was really cool that those guys are doing it. Those bands are so much fun, man. They sound great, and so they wanted to do their part, and we appreciate it. So campouts coming up. It's less than two weeks now. It's on the sixteenth. We will be broadcasting live. You can drive by and drop off and say hello from a distance. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be, it's going to be different this year, as you would imagine. And pretty much every charity event has been virtual this year. Ours, fortunately, doesn't have to be 100% virtual. But we are also leaning on your virtual contributions, and you can do that yes. uh, through uh, the Head Start with Acme. Uh, details at PrestonandSteve.com. So whatever way we can get the help, we want to get the help. So... Uh, but it's coming. It's less than two weeks Absolutely. Away, cool. All right. Now, step on up. It's time for the connoisseur. It's time for the connoisseur with a whole bunch of stories that are going to excite and delight you. Now, I have three specifically that I want to get to during this segment. So uh, let's dive right into it. Today is National Sandwich Day. As, as Kathy mentioned earlier. Yes, it is considered, by the way, the sandwich, one of the most popular lunch items in the <laughs> United States. It's also the first official day of the pagan calendar, correct? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but the, the article is filled with stupid stuff. 
That of is course. that's just dumb. Uh, you know, did you know that Americans love sandwiches? You know, stuff like that. They so, love to eat them with their mouths. <laughs> but it does have the origin of the sandwich. Yeah. And it does have to do with the Earl of Sandwich, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, which right. you've, you've heard, right? The classic SNL bit. Yeah. So yeah. here here is is how they the, the combination of bread filled with various fillings like cheese and meat have been enjoyed by people for several years. However, the name sandwich and its creation have been attributed to the fourth Earl of Sandwich, John Montague. My name is John Montague, and I have an idea for a food most appropriate for lunch. Uh, It is said that he created the now popular dish at a gambling table. Yeah. Uh, Sandwich, by the way, is a city in the Shire of Kent in England. John Montague was the fourth earl of this town. I need some quick to prepare food to feed these halls. By the way, <laughs> by the way, is an earl like a mayor or something along yeah. those lines? A governmental? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I thought it was, so. like a, no, it was like a royal title, like a duke or a duchess or something. Yeah, it's along like a those. kick-ass duke. I don't really know. I'm a kick-ass duke. <laughs> uh, John Montague was a well-known lover of card games. It is said that he originally ordered his cook to have his meat delivered to him without using any cutlery and in between two slices of bread. And this was done so that he could have his one hand free while eating and still continuing his game without getting his grease-laden fingers on his cars. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I will need one of my hands free at all times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Later, people started ordering their food in a similar manner, which eventually became the current Sandwich. Isn't it funny because it seems like such a standard thing. It seems yeah. such a basic foundational food. This between two pieces of bread. The, you know, whatever you're doing, however you make the sandwich, but it was predicated on the fact that he wanted to be able to play cards while eating. All right. By the way, an earl is a rank of Britain, uh, of nobility in Britain. Oh, yeah. And it ranks above the Viscount. Viscount. And Viscount. And below the... Viaduct. How do you say that? Marques? Marquis? Marquis. Marquesas. Marquesas. <laughs> Okay, which one? Uh, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-S. Completely schooled. What is it? Marques. It is Marques. Okay, so there you go. That's what an Earl is. So, yes, the sandwich does indeed have its origin with the Earl of Sandwich. Yes. And does it it actually in that suggest what the first actual sandwich was? It just said meat and cheese. uh, No. Open face roast beef. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, then what about hamburger? Germany. Okay. I won a coloring contest. Okay. And I got a book on so the history of the hamburger. Did it start hamburger. in Hamburg? Yes, it did. Okay. Yep. Um, you guys eat sandwiches that much at home? Yeah, uh, uh, I I eat uh, well, primo all the time. Yeah. So, but I mean, technically, is that a sandwich or d- the delineation between <laughs> oh, yeah, a hoagie? Yeah, a hoagie is a sandwich. Yeah. Okay. I try my best not to eat sandwiches. Oh, just really? Because, the bread? Yeah, just because of the bread. Like as much as it's so easy and they're good. But um, our our go to grab at home is a ham sandwich. So we always have we always have some sliced deli ham and cheese and and sandwich bread. And if you need something quick, it's easy. And of course, grilled cheese sandwiches, which of course we have the king of here. Sitting Absolutely, next to me. Yeah. he's yes. the earl, let's say, yeah. of grilled cheese. Uh, so wait, do you put cheese on it and still call it just a ham sandwich? No. Okay. Why? Because you said ham sandwich, and then you had mentioned cheese in the ingredients, and I was like, what kind of we put we put cheese on the ham sandwich. Okay, so it's called a ham and cheese sandwich. It's ham sandwich. <laughs> As they make in Swarthmore. Yeah. I'm just saying. You said ham sandwich, and then you mentioned cheese in the ingredients. You know what? I think someone's looking for a fight. Uh, 
Marissa, I am can not you... looking for a fight. Marissa, on my desk, can you grab these two uh, magnets that look like uh, the Eddie Van Halen design? And bring Are you going to throw them at Casey? Uh, no, I'm not oh, going to throw right. them at Casey. I'm, I'm going to give a plug to somebody who sent me something. Right. Okay. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but I uh, eat um, peanut butter and honey sandwiches all the time. This morning on the Press <laughs> of the Sea show, Casey Boy made a startling admission. And I have this bread that I love so much. It's Arnold brand, and it is like a multigrain. It is so that's my go-to. Damn good, yeah, yeah. Every time I go to the grocery store, multigrain Arnold. Yep, for sure. You and I are like a multigrain very, very Arnold. Similar. Yeah. yeah, Arnold is the brand, and uh, I go for the multigrain because, in theory, it's healthier than like you know. <laughs> right. bread, you know? Uh, but I'm a sandwich every every day. I know. I started eating wheat bread for a while, and then I was like, yeah. What the hell's Man. the difference? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I got. Um, uh, Casey, talk yes. about talk about grilled cheese. Yes, I'm going to give a little mention. These guys are great, and I've I've, uh, I've been by there. It's called the Railroad Street uh, Barn Grill. It's in Linfield. It is a legend in my yeah. area because have you guys ever seen these stickers on people's cars? I have. They're great for these magnets, and uh, they sent me, and I want to thank them. They had them made up. It's it's two R's. One is forward, and one is backwards. Uh, and you see them on cars all and over the what's place. What's it for, Preston? Uh, it's a restaurant. And they make they're especially your grilled cheeses. Oh, okay. Like they have a ridiculous amount of grilled variety grilled cheeses. I think wow. I got like a brisket one there. It was amazing. But anyhow, they, they're stickers. They're famous for. And this one, or, or these magnets, uh, this one is in the Eddie Van Halen uh, Frankenstrat design, oh, which is really cool. cool. So yeah. I want to thank them for sending that to me. And uh, they also have a large selection of Whistle Pig whiskeys there. They got good breakfast there, Yum. too, right? I've never been there for breakfast. Okay, I've heard, um, but I don't think I have as well. Casey, on that Arnold packaging, it literally says healthy on the front of it. I know. I don't know if it's at all healthy, but the packaging sells me every time. No, well, Nick, if you look under it, it says asterisk, healthy, and then below is a word. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yep. I well, so I'll do that, and then I believe it's Arnold that does the sandwich thins as well, right? Oh, I don't um, know about that. I should try. Yeah, so I'll I'll do that from time to time. What I the only thing is, it's not as absorbent of the honey as the multigrain is, and that is I think key to making a really delicious peanut butter and honey sandwich. I got I got to circle back here. <laughs> Starts to it's, it's, no, it's you know I look at you, Steve, and you're like, oh, I'm not listening to anything. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just it's, sounds coming it's out of your mouth. It's key to making a really good. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, real quick, going, going back to the Railroad Street, uh, the uh, the owner, his name is uh, Michael McCloskey. He's the one who sent it to me, and it says here, President slash Grilled Genius. Oh, wow. I like uh, it, that. Next to it. That so, is good. Actually, 36 of them. I have had these multigrain uh, things. Mm-hmm. See? They are very good. You were um, looking at me like a like a father, just saying, "Okay, that's great." I got I got to got to go to sleep now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a sandwich question. Yes. Uh, so, are you guys tomato on sandwiches? Yeah. All the time. All right. No. Yeah. Uh, when you when you I am, and when you slice a tomato, uh, where in the sandwich do you put said tomato after it's been sliced? In the well, garbage. Yeah. No. It depends I, on not you. I try. Here's here's. I try not to have it touch the bread because it can soak into the bread and cause it. Your fingers can go through it and so on. All right. I do you put it between your meat? Yeah. You can. Some, sometimes yeah. I do because of the uh, the absorption issue. Yep. And uh, also sometimes when you slice the tomato and you put it on the plate, you get a little bit of the tomato residue on the plate itself, which can then um, uh, mess up the bread on the bottom part of the sandwich. Oh, you All never right, so... slice on the same dish. You, you. Yeah, you have to use a cutting board. Okay. So so I will. Have a tomato on a hamburger. Okay, I, I've okay. done that. Do before. you slice your own tomatoes? Or do you buy him? Uh... I have a, a, his name is Fong. He comes in. <laughs> I call him. No, he. Nick, uh, uh, yes, I will slice my own. Here's tomato. what I do to add a little flavor uh-huh. to a sandwich, and I'm putting a tomato on. Let's say I'm doing a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> 
Um, if I put tomato on there, yeah. I will sprinkle a little uh, kosher salt and pepper oh. onto the tomato. God, I love you. Yeah. Or, or uh, if you put mayonnaise, if you do happen to have mayo on your, on your sandwich, you can put a little salt and yeah. pepper on that, too. And yeah. then it turns it into almost an aioli, which is a fancy word mm, for mayonnaise. It's been flavored, aiolis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick, to answer your question, from my point of view, it depends on... How quickly you're going to eat the sandwich? Am I wrapping it and taking it to, let's say, a football game or work with me? Or awake. Or awake. Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to eat it right away. Then the tomato sometimes won't even get put on the sandwich. I'll wrap said tomato. You keep for, it separate? Yeah. Wow. Um, That's bold. Oh, yeah. And you, like, assemble. And you assemble later. Like the, like, like the Avengers. Sandwich. Assemble. Hey, Casey, mustard comes out of his repulsor ray. <laughs> on your right. Uh, on your cheese. But listen, if you do want to up your sandwich game a little bit, I recommend hmm. the salt and pepper uh, and lightly toasting the um, uh, the bread. Yeah. Uh, well, just to give it a little extra. Where do you guys... I love bagel sandwiches. I oh, love man. them. Yeah, so I'll yeah. use regular Arnold's whole wheat bread and I'll put a bagel in it. No, Bagel sandwiches to me are are my absolute go to. You know what else? And a lot of people forget about is using like a hamburger bun for a sandwich mm. instead. A Same thing. Sandwich. And, yeah. if you, and if you have a if you have a toaster that has the bagel toasting option on it, yes. and it will just toast the inside of that, you can do that, and that makes a better sandwich too. The only time I use the salt and pepper on a sandwich, though, would be like I, I'll do avocado, I'll mash up avocado, mm, and then yep. do the tomato, and then Perfect. do the salt and pepper on that. But I, I don't just the tomato sometimes. I used to love avocado, and now I can't stand really? it. Really? Really? Oh, I don't know what it, what it is. Happened? I think I think what happened, Kathy, is the texture switch flicked. So you don't like guacamole now? No, I do like guacamole. But, but you that, just don't like avocado sliced on a sandwich? Up. I, and I used okay. to love it, and now I don't. Mm. And I don't know how that happened. Oh, man. I have a bagel question. Uh, <laughs> New York. No, no, no. Oh. Um, Sesame. Are, I love sesame bagels, but yeah. I, over the weekend, bought uh, cinnamon raisin bagels. Can cinnamon raisin bagels be eaten outside of breakfast? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Yeah. yeah. Can you use it in a sandwich? No. What are you going to put on that? Uh, yeah, I, what are you going to put on? So, here, yes. Yeah. I don't uh, think I, you can. Yes, you can. No, right? you could have. You are could, you ready? It becomes a meal in and oh, of itself. You ready for a bomb? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicken salad sandwich. On a cinnamon raisin bun? On a cinnamon bagel? raisin bun. Hey, yeah, because sometimes you... they'll put raisins in Or grapes. Yeah. Or grapes. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll try. I, 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 the kid has a point. point Casey. Mm-hmm. Thank that's you. What, that's what Charles Manson You could also do... Now, you know what else <laughs> it has kind of sweet and savory are a Monte Cristo sandwich. No, I do like a Monte Cristo sandwich. Which is essentially right. uh, French toast with... Um, yeah. Turkey and apple and cheese and a little bit of syrup right. in there, too. So you could get away with doing, like, a turkey, and uh, you could almost do a Monte Cristo type of thing. For, for me, for me a, a perfect go-to sandwich is a uh, turkey and Swiss with light mayo um, on uh, on a bagel, on a sesame bagel. Right, to- so, toasted. So the unsung hero, I think, of uh, sandwich bread is the sweet brioche bun. All right? Those are good. And, yeah, they're really good. You toast them? I have not. Um, do you do focaccia well, and like like baguettes and things? Sometimes mm-hmm. those are those are a little you know like like rah, you gotta like really bite into it when yeah. you're trying to like. Do you don't? Yeah, the crust can be a little chewy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. or crunchy. Um, but the the sweet brioche, uh, Nick. To answer your question, press when you and I had those ice cream sandwiches at mm-hmm. Le Artisan Glace in <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak French in Epcot. 
they make it on a sweet brioche and they kind of toasted it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It okay. was quite tasty, almost like a, a, a an ice cream sandwich panini, if you will. It's very weird. I like paninis too, man. All right. So it's National Sandwich Day. Yeah. Celebrate my making a Sammy, and thank you, by the way, to uh, Swarthmore Co-op for dropping off some great hoagies this morning. We love it. All right. Now I have something else. And this is more legit connoisseur than anything I think I've ever done before, Steve. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is, you sent this to me. Now, we had unfortunate news of City Tavern uh, shutting its doors. Now, as you do, Steve, I firmly believe that establishment will we'll be back. back. It's too historical. Yeah. Uh, under whose ownership, I don't know. That's part of the problem. But there was an article by Michael Klein in the Inquirer that says, hey, you know, all this is going on right now, and we're seeing closures. There are 14 new restaurants opening up in Philadelphia wow. in the suburbs. And that's good news. This is very good for the connoisseur to get the word out because, by all means, if you can support them, because they need it now more than well, ever. Any restaurant, absolutely. Yeah. But I just think it's nice to know that there are 14 new restaurants. Yes. And I haven't heard any news about new restaurants. So I'll, Marissa I'll, knew them all, of course. I'll do this quickly. I, um, I, I highlighted just a, he, you know, he gives an overview yeah. of each and every one, but it would take forever to go through these. But, but, but I'll mention a few of them if we can get to all of them. Great. Uh, Morena at 110 South 11th Street. Uh, these are all in Philly, and then we'll yeah. move out to the suburbs a little bit. It's a resort-style cuisine. Two functions. By day, it's coffee bar and restaurant complemented by a grab-and-go section. Sits behind a rolled-up door that goes down in in the evening. And it's open for lunch, dinner, indoor and outdoor, Monday to Saturday. Uh, there is also Buna Cafe, mm. uh, which is uh, 5121 Baltimore Avenue. How do you spell that? Uh, B-U-N-A. Hmm. Um, I guess it's Buna. I don't know. Uh, it is it's a... Buna. Is it Buna? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a two-level Ethiopian cafe. Oh. Open from uh, morning through dinner. I've never had Ethiopian food no. before. Uh, with a gap late in the afternoon for juices and typically excellent house-roasted coffee and a menu that they are calling Ethio-American. And it's indoor-outdoor takeout open Monday to Saturday. Uh, Fitz and the Stars, 743 South 4th Street. Uh, the menu overall is more casual, uh, luncheonette cafe bar vibe. So you can grab like a burger or a French dip for dinner. Uh, there's a bakery and a bottle shop as well, and they're open. Uh, they're open uh, brunch and dinner Wednesday to Sunday, 8 a.m. weekends. Nine uh, it says 8 a.m. weekend weekdays and 9 a.m. weekends. Once again, this is Michael Klein who wrote this article. Uh, Pete's Place, 604 South Street in Philly. Uh, it is takeout and delivery only, and uh, this is Peter Serpico and Stephen Starr, uh, and it's a menu that they call kinda Korean. Um, it looks. We're looking at a picture. Some of the food looks awesome. Yes, it does. Uh, takeout and delivery only. Open four to ten p.m. daily. Uh, Clementine's Stable Cafe is at six thirty one North Broad Street. They're open for dinner Wednesday to Sunday. Weekend brunch. Something for everyone. Menu: lamb chops, roasted sea bass, yellowfin tuna. They have cocktails as well, and a bottle sh- uh, shop is on the way. Uh, then you have Community at twelve hundred South Twenty uh, First. And the menu is changing. You never know what's going to pop up, including, and it just gives a sample, pork belly ramen, chicken fried rabbit, and gumbo with shrimp. So interesting stuff. And dewy sausage and chicken. Um, indoor, outdoor, takeout, delivery. Open 5 p.m. daily. You guys ever eaten rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. And? It's okay. I have not. Okay. I hear it's gamey. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a darker meat. Right. Um, uh, Nick? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's not, um, I, I don't need to have it again. You know, yeah. it wasn't anything that blew me away, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stick with chicken or ostrich. They're just yep. too cute. 
You know, I can't eat anything. But don't eat like, them raw, then. Uh, no, I guess you're right. You can't eat anything cute? Really cute, like a rabbit or a puppy. Calf. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, calf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, yes. do I eat rabbit or puppy? Yes, I, yes I'll eat a calf. Uh, yeah, that's veal, man. Yeah, yeah. I, and I get in trouble every time I say that I love it, but I love it. It does taste great. Uh, Pizzata Pizza, which is at uh, 240 South 22nd Street, and uh, they're doing naturally leavened pies, uh, New York meets ne- Neapolitan. Mm. Uh, they're open 1130 a.m. daily, except for Tuesdays. Uh, Ken Loves BYOB. It's at 701 North 3rd Street. These are new restaurants opening up. It's great news. Uh, now, they have frog's legs there, if you want those. Frog's legs creole. How do they put their pants on? Ha-ha! <laughs> uh, tagliatelle <laughs> with veal bolognese, uh, fish and chips made with blackened halibut, pork chops, hanger steak, and mushroom uh, mezzaluna. Uh, some of this stuff sounds very uh, exotic. Yeah. You ever have frog, frog's legs before? I have. And? Uh, they're okay, too. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, they're, they're, re- they're light. They're not gamey. Um, uh, and there's not a whole lot of meat on them. Uh, but they're okay. You prefer uh, frog's breast. Yeah. yeah. Could you eat frog's legs? I mean, they're not cute. No, they're not. So I guess there's like, you got to be somewhere in the middle. You can't be super ugly. <laughs> you <laughs> you like, can't uh, be really cute. You like crawfish? Mm, not really. No. They're so cute. No. What about um, lobster? I love lobster. Okay. Uh, it's not the look about them, though. No. Because right? no, they're no, kind of no. ugly. Yeah. Yeah, no, lobster kind of cute. Um, <laughs> can you only eat frog's legs or is there other frog meat that you eat? Frog ass. <laughs> What are you having over there? Up a little bit there. Yeah, frog butt. Is, is frog, that the frog butt? A little bit more frog ass at table seven, please. Uh, it's the meatiest part on them. That's okay. why they're such good jumpers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Nourish is at 943 South 9th Street, and it's a new spot in the Italian market. Vegan menu from juices and smoothies to sandwiches and platters in a stylish setting. Indoor uh, dining and takeout. 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday to Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. If this is going quick, you can listen back on the podcast and get the information on these new spots. You mentioned a BYOB president. I read recently, I think that it's going to be easier to get liquor licenses in uh, Philly. Does anybody? I hope so. Uh, They need that. We were talking about, Nick, the the importance of allowing the businesses that have been doing that curbside stuff to continue doing that to get back up on their feet after all this passes. Yeah. And that's being able to do that. That's always such a stumbling block for businesses, getting their licenses. I love a BYOB. I think yeah. they're great, and it's it's kind of a nice way to save a little bit of cash if that's important to you. And and uh, you know, but but liquor licenses in Pennsylvania have always been traditionally difficult yeah. to uh, procure. I very rarely go to BYOs, and uh, so I wasn't familiar with this. And tell me if this is a standard because there's a place called Pinto, twenty four. Why East, Pinto? Why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> uh, twenty four East Glenside Avenue in Glenside, and it's a BYOB. Like I said, Southwestern food, and it also says here. Bring a spirit for house-made mixers. So if yeah. you bring, yeah, you so can. That's kind of standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that. Mexican restaurants will have a bring your own tequila. Okay, and, and they'll, they'll make mi- you margaritas. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's I, I like the sound of that. Um, hours so far, and they're doing indoor uh, indoor and takeout. Uh, hours are four to eight p.m. Tuesday to Saturday. Delivery is on the way. Uh, then you have Bloom Southern Kitchen One Two Three Pottstown Pike in Chester Springs. And they've gone southern for the menu, fried green tomatoes, and they actually pickle the tomatoes before. I like that sounds tomatoes. yummy, yeah. yeah. And hush puppies. Oh, all right. What's a hush puppy? Is that uh, like cornmeal? Yeah, it's like deep fried cornbread essentially. Ooh, but it's but like yes. frog ass. It's <laughs> more. It's it's got a different flavor than cornbread. But man, case okay. hush puppies are good. 
Uh, the drinks have a southern flair, too, indoor and takeout only, available uh, for lunch and dinner weekdays, brunch and dinner weekends. And just two more on this list. Uh, Royal Cafe in Narberth. Ooh. Maybe Bill swing by there. Uh, check it out. Uh, 724 Montgomery Avenue in Narberth. <laughs> Table by the window, please. I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, they... <laughs> But that's not like in the in the small town of Narber. That's um, uh, in the main stretch, the main line stretch. Okay. I st- yeah, I, I mean, I drive past it all the time. I'm going to have to check this place out. Yep. So pizza oven for 10-inch ne- Neapolitan pizzas. Uh, the menu is easy, salad, sandwiches, smash burgers. Ooh. And uh, Michael says here, the largest lobster roll I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, oh, this place is actually, yes. I pass it all the time as well, Casey. Yeah. Uh, there, there. That looks excellent. I'll just stop in there. Outdoor and takeout, open for lunch, brunch, dinner every day, but Monday. And then the last one I saw on Michael's list is La Scala's Fire. Oh yeah, and that's in uh, that's at seven eight nine Lancaster Avenue in Villanova. Yeah, I live right near there, and they have really cool outdoor seating with a lot of heat lamps, and so uh, they're they're focusing on that right now, which is great. Are these places brand new? Las Scala's is yeah. It was a different restaurant before. It was like California Fire or something okay. like that. But it's the it one you really... had just before was was a, a redo was too. It? Okay, yeah. yeah. And Las Scala's looks great. I haven't been there yet, but I, I'm dying to check it out. It's in the same shopping center, uh, Marissa, that used to be Radnor Rolls years and years ago. I am Las Scala's Fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it looks cool. So he says, a strong pizza game, familiar southern Italian faves, indoor, outdoor, takeout, open for lunch and dinner daily. So, God, I get so hungry during yeah. the connoisseur. Oh, one more. One oh, more. One more. Uh, Rosalie at the Wayne Hotel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 130 My- East Lancaster Avenue in Wayne. Are they new? Yes. They it's okay. from the people who own the uh, the White Dog and oh. uh, the, the Marshaloo. And uh, uh, Jamie Blackburn is a friend of the show and has done a lot of charity work with us. And that's also new. Yes, Marty new. And, and Sydney Grimms. They're raving about it. So that's very yeah, that cool. Was, that was actually supposed to open at the beginning of the pandemic oh, yeah. and they yeah. had to shelve everything so the Wayne Hotel is a great place uh, just to go for like a brunch or whatever and they have a lot of outdoor seating as well. Wait, this is Sydney's restaurant? Did you say Sydney Grimm's? Yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know Sydney? I know, yeah, I know her. Uh, something for all menu of snacks and pizzas up uh, to entrees, 120 wine bottles, beers, Italian cocktails, indoor, outdoor, seven days a week including brunch. Awesome so that's stuff. good news. Yeah. I like to hear stories of uh, new restaurants because we've been, and like we said, the City Tavern closed. So uh, places opening up is, is good to hear about. Also a new White Dog Cafe in Glen Mills. Oh, okay. yeah, that's so right. That's, I yeah. saw that. So is there that, you go. Nice. Is that where Harvest used to be? Uh, no, it used to be a Bonefish. Okay. Yeah. So near, um, uh, I know where you're talking so about. Glen yeah. Eagle Shopping Center? Thanks. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that shopping center. Yeah, so me too. I'm I used to live right by there. Interested. So Nick Elmy is apparently opening something soon, or he's been working on something. He, he's the guy. It's who, a, the, the Last Stand too. It's a hot. Oh topic. my god! <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, no, he's the guy who owns Laurel. You yeah, know, it was like yeah. the best restaurant in the he's city a for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was uh, texting me a little while back because he was uh, he's got this new venture. So I wasn't sure if any of those were his. They're not. I didn't see his name. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's the um, best frog ass place in town. Okay. Well. <laughs> So I ate escargot at his place, and I was not down necessarily beforehand with eating snail. Yeah. And so he does something interesting, which is, I guess, snail or escargot, I should say, has the same sort of consistency as, as mushrooms. Yeah. Yes. And so he puts mushrooms in the dish as well. So for people that are maybe a little bit sensitive like me, yeah. it, it, it was actually very enjoyable. Russ? I liked Preston's face because I raised my hand during escargot. He's like, you, escargot? No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. It wasn't that. I'm, I'm like, you got something uh, to say? No, my okay. little PSA is um, 
Nick had mentioned about uh, liquor licenses becoming available, and I fear that it's because so many restaurants are closing uh-huh. that people have to sell them off because there's only so many liquor licenses that are allowed within right. counties and cities and towns and such. That's sad. Um, so my PSA is just go support your local restaurants, your breweries, your wineries, your distilleries. Yeah. Just they need your support very badly right now. So go out and start s- drinking. There yeah. you go. go start drinking some frog ass. Mm-hmm. Especially get, before it gets really cold because this winter's going to suck for yeah, us. It's going to be hard. There are two in Wayne that are great, Marissa. One is called Autograph. They had a, set up a huge tent in their parking lot. It's in the Spread Eagle Shopping Center. And so it, the tent there has taken over half the parking lot, which is fantastic. Great drinks there. Great drinks at Autograph. And uh, really cool rock and roll memorabilia all over the restaurant. Yeah. Really cool signs. Great drinks. Uh, great drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not like like nights, like. Handcrafted drinks, yeah. not like your, you know, and different drinks every night and, or office. And then um, <laughs> there's a place called At the Table, which is a BYO, and that is in Wayne as well. And they've done similar outdoor seating, so I just want to give them plugs. By the way, is there a Dick's in the Spread Eagle Shopping mm-hmm. Center? No, I want to say that there was at one point. A Dick's oh, Spread Eagle, or yeah, Glen Dick's Eagle? Spread Eagle. No, no, no that you w- said Spread Eagle. Yeah, but that, that, that's not like as nearly as big as a, a Metroplex. There's a flesh. Oh, that's curtains. what it was. It was mm-hmm. the Metroplex. Remember, there was no. a giant Dick's. A giant, giant dicks next yeah. to meat curtains. Okay. Yeah. But I just thought the name spread eagle, and I thought there was a somebody told me one time. There I was a think dicks there's there. a dicks in intercourse. It may be blue probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was just gonna. You were talking about, but seating. they're always backed up. <laughs> Outdoor seating. Um, I'm pretty sure, and actually, now that I'm saying this, I may have already mentioned it to you guys. But um, uh, Lucky Dog and Conjahawkin did those pods. Did we talk yeah, about yes. that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Have, you, okay. have you gone? Because I asked you, if it was one it. in the city. And I have no. it, but I'm I'm interested to I'm, I'm not to a, go check it out. I, I would almost to. if they allow those to exist past all of this and they had them out on this. I, I would uh, I would sit in a pod. I like like a booth, like a little bit of yeah isolation. I do too. All right, I told you there were three things I wanted to get to, so let's get right, to let's one yeah. more thing, and then we'll wrap up. And uh, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go with fine dining on this one. It's a way different. Starting December 2nd, McDonald's McRib is returning this time nationwide. Yes. Uh, They've done limited releases before. This is the first time since 2012. The limited time pork sandwich is brought back every year but is notoriously hard to find. McDonald's even released its own McRib locator app to help customers locate restaurants that sold it. Uh, But... uh, they brought to they brought the McRib to ten thousand of its fourteen thousand U.S. restaurants last year in its biggest rollout since two thousand twelve. But I think they're hitting the whole. I think they're hitting all of them this time around. So I I'm not a big ribs kind of guy, but I actually did like the McRib. These aren't ribs. Yeah. Uh, so it yeah you know what I did I, I yeah. enjoyed it I, I liked it because they put pickles on it I, <laughs> I like pickles on stuff so um I when I was my first job was yeah. McDonald's. And the McRib was a current menu item when I worked there, and it was... Rabbit? You, no, you should have seen what it looked like before you cooked it. Really? Um, it's kind of hard to explain. It was a, a rectangular, it was just a, re- a solid, like a, a very specific, uh, geometrically cut uh, rectangle. I'm getting so with, hungry. <laughs> with three rectangular ridges on oh, it. Oh, okay. We're looking at right here. Okay. Four of them. That's yeah, it. No That's and, what a mi- We're looking at the picture. That's what a McRib. And a, what is that composed uncooked, of? It's pork. Okay. But it's an uncooked McRib, and it looks like like a large it piece looks, of Lego or something like that. It looks like, like tile. Yeah. It looks like uh, the, it looks like the back of like a like a bathroom tile. So anyhow, you throw that in the grill, you grill it for right. however amount of time was required, and then you throw it into uh, basically a marinator, right, filled with barbecue sauce, and you just leave it in there. Okay, and that's what it is. 
I liked them. I thought that. I mean, listen, dude, it's cheap. It's it ain't you know they're not great ribs, but uh, it was in a sandwich. It was something different from McDonald's. It works. Uh, they were hugely popular. You remember there were people who were buying them up and freezing oh, yeah. them. Yeah, I liked them. But Steve, do you remember the the old McDonald's campaigns? They were so clearly targeting Amer- uh, African Americans. I love McDonald's. It was in my community. Yeah, it was a man, man, real. Oh my god! It was no. blatantly yeah, over yeah. the top, and I'm like, wow, because. Ribs and watermelon and yeah. things like this at a time were considered stereotypical and used in in uh, uh, patronizing marketing. ways. In well, not in just marketing, oh. but but as an insult when you would be talking about oh, African Americans. Yeah, sure. And so when that advertising campaign came out, I was like, "Whoa, man!" I forget who used to do it. And it was a, 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 an African American comedian who talked about it, and uh, and then he he like jokingly pressing goes, "Yeah, what an insult!" He goes, "But man, I love those sandwiches." Seriously? <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. god. But I I liked them, Steve. Yeah. I, I was uh, and and when I worked at McDonald's, I would I would that's what I would have at the, the lunch break. Sure, was McRib, I ate so. one in my life, and it was just because of the all the the hullabaloo about it. I'm like, all right, well, let me go try. It was the same reason I tried when they had the cheesesteak not that long ago. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I gotta go try it. I gotta say, cheesesteak actually wasn't too bad. I thought the same as well. Yeah, yeah right. I had the. I, in fact, Kathy, I had it at the McDonald's in Conshohocken. <laughs> yeah, the McRib was not is was not good enough for me to keep going back for it. Yeah, it's a pressed pork product. Yeah, it's not PPP. Yeah. When, when you think when you think ribs, you think fall off the bone, tender, right? Really flavorful. It's not that, but it's barbecued pork, and yeah. that's what you're getting. Unless you think I'm, I'm, you know, um, snooty. It's snooty. No, I, I went to McDonald's on Sunday. I love quarter pounders. So if I'm going to McDonald's and there's a quarter pounder on the menu and a McRib. I will go quarter pounder one hundred out of one hundred times. By the way, are the quarter pounders now all hand? Are they? Uh, or the meat is better. Special, a special. Because remember, they were talking about there was kind of five guys mm. in it where they were making. Oh, they were going to do uh, fresh instead of frozen. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, is that the case? Now? That is a good question. Yeah. When was the really last sure. time you had one? Because they're really tasty. A long time ago. Yeah, go yeah. get a you know the double I, quarter pounder. I always really get the. Too. I'll get. The, I love that. The quarter pounder is still a solid, and I'll get it basically naked with nothing on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the burger tastes good. I've been going to Shake Shack a lot lately. Yeah. They're opening one up in uh, right by the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Shut up. Which also filed Shut for bankruptcy. Your hole. By the way, I can get uh, that on the way home. What did? Uh, the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Well, it's protection, right? It's, yeah, it's protection. It's, yeah, yeah. A so. lot of companies are doing that. Like the, the, they talked about the, the two malls. Yeah, yeah. That are, fi- but it's for protection, so they can get through all this crap. Right, right, right. But, but yeah, Shake there's Shack. a Shake Shack going up right yeah. in that parking lot, so just off of Germantown. Yeah. I think there are now more restaurants in that mall than there are shopping. Because stores. it's the only thing that saves yeah. it. They, yeah. they, I don't know what they're doing with the shopping situation there. It actually makes me a little bit angry. But um, outside of it, everything to do around the mall is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. All right, so, but there are no drive-thrus. Shake Shack is straight up walk-in, right? Uh, yes. Okay. The ones that I've, yeah, the, the the two at King of Prussia, there's one inside and one outside. And those are the only two that I ever go to. There's one inside as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah in, oh, the, in, in the hoity toity area. Yeah. Oh. By Maroon Glace. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's right down <laughs> You'll the find hall. That there. <laughs> uh, we got a text that says, uh, hey, Preston and crew, just heard you mention us on air. This is Natasha, chef de cuisine from Bloom Southern Kitchen in Chester Springs. You guys want some hush puppies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doggy. Yeah. Yeah, doggy. Do they travel well? 
Uh, yeah. Nine hush puppies will hold up pretty okay. good. Okay, well then, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Natasha, definitely. Um, Casey's never had hush puppies, so we gotta, we gotta show him the light, man. You know what I also have never had? Uh, is a, uh, nine-foot, um, LED Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody, anybody wants, wants to bring, to bring one of those by. <laughs> Do they travel so, well? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Somebody had the most brilliant idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy it. I'm going to set it up at the camp out for hunger. Then I'm going to write it off. There you go. Right? I'm going to expense that, and then I get it for free. You got and then point. about a year when the audit comes. <laughs> I got a guy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, well, should we wrap it up, Case? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we got it. Okay. So that's we got to go. That's some pretty legitimate stuff in the kind of sorts. Yeah, and, nice and, and positive job, news yeah. about the restaurant. All right. Well, get out there and eat, as Marissa said. Hey! Support your local uh, restaurant establishments. Please, 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 please. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Uh, I'm going to preface this. Uh, I, I don't want to go deep on this. I just want to mention this. All right. Uh, okay. and, and Are you pregnant? I am not pregnant. Oh. Kathy is. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, to be a father? Mind, do you know what is going to happen right now? Stop it. <laughs> um, no, it's election day. So, uh, we, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> We're throwing you off there for a moment just to know. Uh, but, Steve, you sent over this... Uh, article about uh, things that you can do if you want to avoid uh, the oversaturation of information on Election Day today. So I'm just going to pass these tips along to you, and then we're going to Take them along. for that. That's it. Because these are good. I've seen some other lists that are really stupid. I think it's excellent. I told you earlier, I've picked my walk away from the News Today movie, which is I'm going to watch tonight is Alien Nation, and uh, just... You know, take the breather. So please go ahead. This is a, think, a this is a public service. I think we're going to watch. Uh, I've I've already watched the, the Queen's Gambit, which I told you about on right. uh, on uh, Netflix. My wife has not, so we started watching, and I'm watching it again. It's that good. So I think we're going to do a little marathon of that. Okay. Right. So here here are the here are just some tips. If if you want to stay away from the craziness, first of all, vote and do your part. Yeah. But then you don't have to obsess over it and and watch every second of it, unless of course you're Pierre Robert, which he lives for this type of Pierre thing. can use his list. Yes. Pierre's big thing is is he's very committed to selling his vote. He waits at no no, no, no stop he, it. What? He stays up all night and he'll watch every yeah. bit of the coverage. So here if if you would rather avoid that or here are some tips to just stay on uh, a, a same course. A dedicated path at, right. uh, to not going crazy today. Uh number one limit your media consumption. That's pretty much it. If yes. if, if you can stay away from uh from television or social media 
I'd say specifically social media, mm-hmm. might be a good idea to just set it to the side today. There's a whole big, beautiful porn world out there. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. There is a lot. Uh, and in fact, I think, I think Pornhub I read today, <laughs> it's not free. Sometimes they'll do that. They'll like offer free <laughs> services sure, to, yeah. to, to part of parts of their website that are not accessible normally that you have to pay for. Um, but I think they're just reminding everyone to vote if you yeah. go to Pornhub today. Anyhow, um... Wait, of, you have to pay for the porn sites? No, no, no. Some of them... Premium features. Yeah, some mm. of them have premium features oh. where you can get, you know... Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're moving okay. on. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, avoid discussions about the election if you think they might produce conflict. Yep. That makes sense. Recognize, and this is important, recognize that stress and anxiety about what might happen is not productive. Yep. It's not going to influence. It's not going to change anything of what happens. Your vote might change or might help change. And you, once you've done your part, you've done what you can do. And there's no need to worry about the rest of it for now. It's anxiety. And also, it goes under this. Remember, whatever happens on Election Day, life will go on afterwards. Okay? Um, another interesting thing, and then we'll move on for this. According to this article, every political election, of course, provokes some anxiety. Negative ads in which candidates attack their opposition play a role in heightening tension levels. Why do these kinds of tactics work, even though they stress many of us out? According to clinical psychologist Scott Bay, says that we tend to gravitate towards viewpoints that align with our own thoughts, regardless of how nasty the attacks can get. The individuals who they are the attackers uh, may delight some constituents who share that same feeling. And so, I, he says, I think the person with whom we tend to empathize with uh, the most or who is in line with our view the most is going to appear favorable to us no matter how they conduct themselves. And the other way, the the opposite uh, serves as well. Scott Bayo is right. There you go. <laughs> What's that? Did you say Scott, Scott Bayo said that, right? I didn't Scott say Bay. Scott Bayo, no. Scott Bay. Scott Bayo is oh, wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is Scott Bay. Well, I'm sorry. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it. Okay. All right, can we move on to something else? All well, right. Well stated. Okay, here, look over there. Baby Shark has reached a new milestone. No. <laughs> I know. We just replaced, what's worse, Baby Shark or politics? Uh, politics. I don't know. Baby yeah, Shark yeah. can drive you pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Uh, it has become the most viewed video ever on YouTube. Oh, wow. Whoa. Surpassing. It is 7.04 billion views. <laughs> Jesus. And I think it's the point zero four. Would that be forty million views? Yeah, yeah, seventy billion, forty million views. Well, you have to imagine when you're dealing with children and you're playing repetition is certainly yeah. right. It's not like oh, I already saw that. The kid will watch it a quarter of a billion times. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you a question then. So, the all right, whoever put this out. Monetarily, monetarily, they they can make a lot of money out of oh seven billion views, right? For publishing. Yeah. If you if you have if you have shown ownership of this song, oh god, yeah, they're, okay. they're making a ridiculous amount of money. I was watching a a video the other day. I was just in a YouTube hole, and it was uh, G.E. Smith, who used to be the head of the Saturday Night Live band. Yeah. All kinds of other bands. He's a gun for hire. So what he found out is early on when he got on with with Saturday Night Live, they would do these little instrumental. Um, moments of just uh, just a song in between commercials, yeah, uh, or in between segments, and he wrote a few of them. Sometimes they would play songs that were already established, but he would just write these little instrumental bits. And he go, a guy told him, publish that, publish that right away, right? Because when they show reruns of this, 
you will get money every time that plays. Oh, wow. And he said it's not much because they, they don't air as much as, say, something on the radio might air all the time. But he said, but it's extra money. Okay. So, you know. I'd be curious to get an estimate of how much that money has generated for the, uh, how much the the video has generated for the composer. All right. So my, my question then is, for somebody who just has a YouTube channel. Right. Okay. Um, can I post that video? And then the more clicks that I get, I can monetize off of that as well. No. I'm not sure that no, no, because no. it's kind of like aggregators on Instagram, for instance. You know, somebody like uh, what's that guy's name? The fat Jewish. Yes, he uh, he doesn't create his own content. He no. just you know. So uh, okay. I'll tell you directly. So okay. there's there's a, a drummer. She does drum covers. Uh, uh, Christiana, uh, Christ, Chiano, uh, Kristen Chiano, Christiana, Krista Chiano. Anyway, yeah, Chiano is her last name. Yeah. Hey, she's a great drummer, and she's done a couple of uh, Q&A videos, and she says, you know, do I make... People had asked how much money she makes from these videos. She says, I don't make a penny from these videos. The ads that you see are to support, because she does covers. She says, it pays the people who wrote that music. They get the monetary oh. out of it. This is just... That covers that. And uh, where she makes money is through product endorsements. Okay. Which is completely different. But through, through those through those uh, views, yeah, nothing from that. If you take somebody who's doing like like an... Uh, Christina Shiano, sorry. Or an unboxing video or some of these other things, or these people who are, you know, have these accounts. I, I uh, And Nick Murphy would probably know better, but the percentage per view um, is, is not a tremendous amount. But when you're talking about somebody who, who can get, you know, uh, 1.5, 1.6 million views. Yeah. It starts to add up. Dude, my, my wife, uh, she follows this woman, but she found her on social media. I believe it's a, uh, I believe it's a YouTube page. Listen, her, her husband doesn't even work anymore because it's just her like folding clothes. It's her being a, uh, stay at home mom. Yeah. Folding clothes, kind of making some dinner and, you know, and and it's just her kind of talking to playing the camera. Drums. No, not even playing. Drums. She's not even doing anything that interesting. And she makes a living so much so that her husband even quit his job because he doesn't have to work anymore. Right. I guess they're going to go for it while it's there. Here's a text from somebody who says, I have a YouTube channel, about 13,000 subscribers. You need a minimum of 1,000 subscribers, subscribers and 4,000 watch hours of video before you are eligible for monetization. And I do get paid, but not a lot. Okay. They said. So I have over a thousand subscribers on my YouTube page Ooh. and I have over Yeah, I've got well, I don't know how many watch hours I have. I have huh. to check that out. But you could, yeah. what you could get that Christmas tree. No, I've never looked into it. I could get that Christmas tree. <laughs> well, yeah. you have to attempt to monetize it. I mean, you know There are steps. Yeah, and for a long time we've we the show has a YouTube account, but we'd like to direct people to the PrestonSteve.com and WMMR.com because those things can be monetized, and we have, I don't think, monetized our YouTube account very well. Uh, I'm always amazed at Baby Shark becoming as popular it is, as it has been over the last two or three years because uh, my ex-wife sang it to my son when he was one or two. It's a song that's been around for a really long time, yeah. but all of a sudden it became incredibly popular, but she knew it from her childhood. But the video, had, the video catapulted show. it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like it's been around for a long time. It's not a new song, but all of a sudden, it, and now over the last few years, it's become the most popular YouTube video of all time. Good right. question for you, Preston, because you're using um, songs. Yep. You're playing along with them. Would that impact your ability to monetize? Might. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, uh, which Christian... is like Christiana Ciano. Yeah. Uh, Ciano. She can't. I think you can't do that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Huh. <laughs> what? You thinking? He's thinking. Uh, He's got an idea. Is. He's an idea guy. No, no. 
I just, I, I don't know if my life is interesting enough to, you know, monetize it. But I did something last night that I, I you know, had had this happened prior to our conference call, I would have told you guys about it. And I would have said, we have to talk about this tomorrow. Um, but last night I had to, I had to give my dog a bath uh, because he had a turd hanging out of his ass. Okay. Right. And at first I thought... <laughs> And I'm like, man, I, I could have just put this on YouTube, right? right and everybody right. would have watched. Why, uh, did, why didn't you call up Netflix and try to work a deal? <laughs> I had to. So um, my my dog will eat paper towels from time to time. Right. And it has, in on a couple of occasions when taking him for a walk, I've had to take a, 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 a bag. And yeah. I've had to, like, almost like a magician. Right. And I've had to pull things out of his right. hiney. So I thought I was doing that last night. No, it, he needs a haircut so bad that um, he got matted, so matted, and it was all. And, and so I had to take him up to the bathtub and oh, yeah, yeah. rub his you. little butthole. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I kind of snickered a little bit, and then yeah. you asked me what I was. Uh, you said what I was thinking about, and I'm like, is my life interesting enough? I think that that. High concept right no. there. Mm-hmm. My channel is me pulling turds out of my dog's ass. Wait, yeah, so I, I, I don't get. Is that what you're, you're fishing to see if that's if that's interesting material? That people these are watch? just little slices of my life that right. I'm like, okay, could I monetize this? Cleaning your dog's butt. Not that, no. Kathy. But how about my daily football catches with my son? Could we? Right. You know? I think people well, would get they get no. so jaded from yeah. the ass cleaning that they would expect yeah. that in every episode. Well, what you're talking about is reality te- reality television. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, of sorts, you take. You, you take enough film, and then you edit it down, and maybe there's something interesting. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, and, yeah. And, and over think, time, it either becomes interesting or it does not. I think what he's trying to say is there's this person that was on social media who has literally made a career out off of, of Out of nothing. Out of nothing. Out, out, out of her normal daily activities. And sometimes you look at those people, and you're like, well, I could do that. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Is yeah. she pretty? So I saw that text come over. She, she's attractive. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that she helps. was a whoa, whoa. She's a knockout. She's a whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. I thought you were going to say whore. So did I. I did too. <laughs> like she's a whore. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mercedes. Wash me fall laundry. Mm-hmm. You know what you're describing too, in some extent, case is uh, is Ready Player One, where everybody has a video channel. Mm-hmm. Everybody can watch everything that everybody else does at all times. Right. And in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. we can now. I mean, you can Instagram Live, you can Facebook Live, you can watch your life. Um, but Preston's right. Unless it's edited and and made to look interesting. People, there's not an audience there for it. Oh, there's a there's a, a guy who has a YouTube channel that's incredibly successful. I think all he does is stare into the camera. Hmm. Stop. Without blinking. Shut up. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, mm. Like, it's a silent thing like that, and people love it. Right. I don't know why. But... Is, he, is he attractive? No. He's an average looking guy. He's a skinny dude. And is he a... Uh... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sitting and smiling. That's it. That's it. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. And uh, how many... This one has five million seven hundred sixty-five thousand three hundred forty-six views. Wait, wait, is it supposed to be like meditation? What? There's got to be a point to it. There's something serene about it. And look, (laughs) it's four hours long, Kathy. Oh my God! Look at that video. He blinked. The video is four hours long. Oh my God, Marissa. All right. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell people that we do have a YouTube channel, as Nick mentioned, and we have something really cool coming up during campout. So follow the President Steve oh. Show YouTube channel. That's yeah, all you we know can what? Say for now. Yeah, follow our channel. We we put a lot of emphasis on the website uh, because listen, it's that money can be made for yes. the radio station, and that's 
It's how we make our, you know, it's it's how everybody in the building gets paid. That's how we garnish our goulash. But <laughs> I, I would like to have a substantial amount of followers on YouTube as well. So It'd be nice. If, if, and we'll send you alerts when uh, when new videos are up, and they're coming up almost daily. So if you're into that, then please subscribe to the Preston and Steve YouTube channel and the Preston Elite YouTube channel while you're at it. Uh-huh. And how about Bill Weston's I, OnlyFans page? I haven't done a video in God, uh, it's been like a month. I haven't because everyone's birthdays have passed. Punched yeah. my drums in a while. This. Why did you get the idea? I haven't been in the mood. I'd huh. send you a text yeah. with an idea for. Yeah, uh, I like did you, it. you do okay? Good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, it's a drumming idea that Casey gave me. I won't. I won't uh, tip huh. the hand, but maybe eventually I will get to that. Anyhow, Baby Shark over seven. Billion views, seven billion four forty million views, um, and it beat out. It surpassed a single called, and I remember hearing about this. Uh, Despacito, yeah, it was huge, oh, yeah. By, huge. Uh, Puerto Rican pop stars uh, Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, and Sexy. Despacito uh, surpassed um, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style, style. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Despacito was was dirty in Spanish, like right. it's. The video itself was was inherently sexy, but the lyrics apparently were pretty filthy. Oh, okay, mm. I didn't know that. All right, um, staying on the, uh, the the kid theme here for a moment, since we did uh, Baby Shark. Um, I saw this article and it says the three things that kids can't do in Matthew McConaughey's house are so smart you'll want to copy him. Oh, really? And this probably was a- pull a turd out of their dog fast. <laughs> <laughs> Is it from his book? Uh, it was an interview with Oprah Winfrey for her new Apple TV Plus program. Uh, he and the father of three children, uh, Levi, Vida, and Livingston, said that he and his wife, Camilla, uh, do demand respect and trust within the household, and they have a few off-limit phrases. I like this. I don't know if Or maybe could, I don't like it. I don't know if he could pull it off or not. Any of us could pull it off. He said, uh, he revealed the three rules that he enforces with his kids. He said, number one, we do not allow lying in the house. Meaning telling a fib, not lying down. Right. Uh, you cannot say the words, I can't, and you can't use the word hate, even though he said the word can't when he said hate right there. So Yeah, we would do I can't. You can't say, I can't, and you can't use the word hate. We we would avoid the word hate. Hate, yeah. 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 Let's do it. Meaning someone else. Yeah, you can't hate someone. The word hate, look, I you know, I hate broccoli or whatever. That's okay. Mm. But when it when it pertained to someone else, we were like, no, we're not using that word. Yeah, same. That's, that's, that's where the kid turns. She's, but you don't hate Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <clears throat> so, yeah, hate is where we always kind of avoid it because it's such a, it's a, it's a, a, a mean word for when referring to someone else. We were encouraged the opposite way. Yeah? Yeah. Well. Use the word hate as often as you can. Let's go to the lying thing because uh, I, it's it's really difficult. Oh uh, yeah, uh, especially when the child is uh, trying to avoid, let's say, getting in trouble. And so, what I've tried to do with my children is, you make the um, uh, the circumstances uh, from lying more severe than. Because, listen, if the kid, let's say, for instance, draws on the wall, right. they're going to lie about it because they don't want to get in trouble for, draw- for drawing on the wall. So You give them more incentive to be honest. Yes. Right. So like cash. <laughs> well, I don't know, but but it's difficult, right? So if, if the punishment for drawing on the wall is more severe than lying about drawing on the wall or, or, or less severe. Right than drawing on the wall, then they'll be more inclined to not lie about doing something like that. Right. Right. What did your, what did your parents do with you as far as lying? 
I can't. I don't, ours was I, the I disappointment. Remember. It was yeah. disappointment. Yeah, it, disappointment the, the, always hit hardest. The disappoint, so disappointed. In disappointment you. was the absolute hardest hit. I mean, we didn't. We were good. All me and my brothers. I think my brothers probably, if anybody lied the most, it was probably my middle brother. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I was not a liar, and uh, neither is Jace. Like even case you're, you're mentioning the marker on the wall. Like even that, mm-hmm. at, at least still at this point, at nine years old, it's uh, he still tells the truth. Yeah, we had a we had an interesting one in, in mind and let me see if i can word it from my dad exactly and i think it was uh if you ever lie to me i'll knock your ass up between your shoulders <laughs> huh. i think so that was, was the approach that's yeah. Pretty, Loving yeah. And yeah. Sensitive. that's kind of right. the way mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't recall lying um to my parents and i don't know what methodology they used i think there was i remember we always had a car battery in the house <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what was. <laughs> but listen, yes, I, I yes. was definitely physically punished by my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the other parents. My, <laughs> by my mom and my father. You need to work out some tension there, buddy. Um, but it, uh, it didn't. Um, it didn't prevent me from doing bad things as a kid. No, I mean, I can no, go through right, a whole right. list and, of things. I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you spray paint on your on your neighbor's garage? Why did you spray paint your name? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It didn't, yes. keep, it didn't keep me from doing bad things either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. It's, so going back even a, a generation before, my, my mom's uh, family uh, growing up, so they... Uh, my my grandfather worked at a, at a prison. He was a warden of a, okay. uh, of a prison. Really? One, of, one of the wardens, yeah. Uh, but it was for uh, juveniles. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, so a correctional facility. I don't know what you'd call it. But anyway, so he, he was working a lot. But they had a, a maid... Uh, Grace, and she had permission to rule with an iron hand if she needed to. No really? way. Uh, she would give whippings, the whole thing. Corporal punishment. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a different time, man. Yeah. It was yeah. a different time. When the maid can kick your ass. And and Grace would, uh, my uncles, Tony and Curtis, would regularly receive ass kickings from Grace. Would they let, like, they the UPS to drivers beat the kids? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, if they're acting up when you're delivering yeah, something, yeah. please. Punch them. Smack them around a little bit. A little red-headed bastard <laughs> over there. Kick them. And listen, they were arrested multiple times. Yeah. They did all kinds of really bad stuff. So before you go, ah, the good old days, <laughs> you might want to think about some of that, too. They're, they're, listen, no way is perfect. No. Nobody's got the answers. The car battery worked pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this was uh, kind of an interesting thing uh, uh, from uh, Matthew McConaughey. But uh, And he also said in this article... Um, he, he wants his family to remain humble, but not to shy away from the good fortune. He told his children that if a kid at school ever tells you, oh, but you guys live in a big house because your dad's famous, don't bow your head. He explained, just look up and go, yeah, we do actually live in a nice house. My dad works really hard to be as good as he can at his job. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's, that's something my dad put instilled in me. Don't don't be covetous. Don't be jealous. Ask them how they did it. Yeah. See if they can help you do it. Ask so. them when they're not going to be home. Right. And and if what window is unlocked. Right. Um, all right, so since we're talking about kids, no, 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 no it's no, no, kids' no. corner. You better be careful; you might learn something. <laughs> oh my like god! What? Well, hell, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> I'm doing time in the big house. Incarcerated. I'm incarcerated, Lloyd. <laughs> Wait, I'm incarcerated, Theo. Can you say that? I'm incarcerated, Theo. <laughs> 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 it's my YouTube channel. I teach you how to raise your children. <laughs> oh, <wow>. From prison. <laughs> wow. It's all conducted on the one pay phone in the, uh, in the cafeteria. Right. 
incarcerated. <laughs> Episode 13, what to do when they act up. <laughs> Benadryl. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the cure-all. That's what I use. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, no, st- speaking of kids, great teachers can make a significant difference in the lives of their students' long-term health. A new report found that teenagers who had good, supportive relationships with their teachers had better physical and mental health in their mid-20s. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the author of the study uh, said that uh, schools should invest in training teachers on how to build warm, supportive relationships with students. Can you guys name right now, if I were to ask you, your favorite teacher right now? What, high school or college? Uh, the the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Miss D. Right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Spring. Um, was, she, was she hot? No, not at all. She was just, she was sweet. She was just super duper nice to me. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Hedrick, those were probably my favorite teachers. Mr. Becker was pretty cool, too. Mine was a group of teachers, which we've actually talked about before. A lot of people in the area had this group of teachers that taught together for years. And it was eighth grade. And it just, they were just an amazing group of, I think, yeah, it was all guys. Uh, and, yeah, they we, we actually mentioned them. I mentioned Mr. Masir. Uh, years ago, and it happened to be he happened to be listening to the show on his way in, uh, and it happened to be his last day of teaching. He was oh. retiring that day. Wait, did he call us? And yeah, yeah. He ended up oh, either yeah. calling or sending yeah. an email. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So it was Mr. Messier, Mr. McSherry, Mr. Barkley. <laughs> oh my gosh, who am I missing? There were two others. Um, oh, Mr. Mock, and then there was uh, one other one. Yeah. Mr. Mock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was science. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so they get together once a year and reminisce about you, right? Well, uh, they do still get together. Uh, yes, they probably do. They um, <laughs> they love me very much. Now, um, they were they were a group of teachers that would take us on a ski trip every year, and that's kind of what they were known for. Everybody wanted to be on their team in eighth grade because they all wanted to go on this ski trip. That was the you was know the like the field thing. trip. Yeah, it was a night ski trip. Mister oh. Harris in fourth grade was the field trip teacher he his classes always took the most field trips yeah so that was that he always wanted to be in that class but he also had a big temper and he's he's oh, the wow. one i told the story on air that freaked out when i yeah he told me to erase the board and i erased <laughs> tomorrow's assignment <laughs> and then he, he flung a desk across the room and, and, my, and my mother turned like m- maniac on him you know because oh, wow. when i would come home from school the, the word was if you'd come home and the, the teacher wants what'd you do yeah. yeah. What did you do? It wasn't like, what did that teacher do? Right. But this time, you know, my mother was always fair and then went after Mr. Harrison. From that point in time, he was he was the nicest world guy in the world to me. But, yeah, I, actually, uh, for me, uh, Miss Cascown was a uh, – an art teacher was super cool. Yeah. Was very relaxed. I, I tended to not like the teachers that tried too hard and were just more, you know, just regular good people. We had Miss D when it was her first year of teaching. Mrs. D. Yeah, so Miss D. Felice, we called her Miss D. She's Mrs. Cochran now, but uh, it was her first year of teaching, and she was just so good. And listen, I was like a, um, I was a little turd, right? Yeah. And like uh, in your dog's ass. Well, I just you know very rambunctious. Uh, didn't know when to. Kind of like how I am right now. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. change much over the years. Um, but she took me for you know. At, at, I was I was in sixth grade. I was you know an eleven year old kid, and and you know she let's go gambling. Yeah, <laughs> and so she was always cool like that. And then Mr. Falkmer was my uh, history teacher my freshman year, and he was really cool as well. Um, <laughs> you guys with with all the Zoom learning on it was it was a month ago or so, uh, maybe more that I saw on uh, 
social media, and it was a uh, it was a, a, a grade school teacher, might have been like first grade teacher, and the teacher in the class next to this teacher's went and filmed that while they were um, this this other teacher was was instructing the class via Zoom, and the caption was like. When you absolutely cannot compete with your next door neighbor teacher, the teacher's dancing and just uh-huh. doing all this, all this yeah. over the top stuff right. to keep the kids' attention. Yeah, you're having to fight that, which yeah. has got to be unbelievable. Yeah. So my my friends Brett and Danielle, they're probably embarrassed, and I'm even saying this, but they're both impossibly good looking, and they both teach. And uh, so when it's like parent teacher conferences. All the parents always show up, you know, especially for 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 the wife. But, um, but, but you're gonna be my regular Saturday night. Thing, but it's oh, a guy yeah. in the back. Oh, yeah. Brett has been. Brett and I went from kindergarten. And who's your child? <laughs> oh, I don't have a kid. <laughs> uh, but Brett has been a friend of mine since kindergarten, and uh, you know, all the way through high school. He's a, he's a gym teacher, and the kids at his school love him so much. That uh, when literally when he's like walking through the schoolyard to go into the building, they'll like chant his name. Wow. They're like, Mr. Gotta... Walt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. His, yeah. So uh, Steve Eberly was a French teacher. Uh, Rich Gusick ended up being the superintendent in the school district. And then a guy named uh, Dave Grace was one of my favorites. And the reason I bring up Dave Grace is his nickname when we were in high school was Johnny Colorado. And I think <laughs> that's a great name. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he was high most of the time, but oh. I didn't realize that <laughs> until much later in life. I don't know whatever happened to Dave Grace, but if anybody can confirm or deny that uh, the reason why he got the nickname Johnny Colorado, please let me know because I'm really curious okay. now that I'm 45. All right, Kathy, who's the text says those Pensbury teachers Kathy just listed are amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. a lot. Yeah, a lot of people know them and uh, had cool. them, and like I said, would would like fight to be on their team. Well, they can help you live longer. You can have better health. Uh, and mental, physical and mental health into your mid-20s. And after that, you're on your own. Place. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, then you're making sandwiches. So teachers, go for it. It is National Sandwich <laughs> Day, by the way. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and I'll have some bizarre file stories that I think you will like. So make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, here we go. Bizarre file time. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by HERS. They haven't missed a good time in Philly since 1946. When it's time to celebrate the good times with nothing but the best company, you got to break out the HERS. Uh, We'll begin with this. Two men who allegedly duped a doctor into buying an Aladdin's lamp for more than $100,000 even conjuring up a fake genie, have been arrested in India. How did they pull this off? Uh, it, it's interesting. Laik Khan approached police in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh after he realized the lamp did not have any magical powers, as described in the popular folk tale about Aladdin. I ordered an Aladdin's lamp and I got a black comb. Uh, they had struck a deal for much more than the doctor had paid, which is around $100,000. The men oh were arrested on Thursday and were remanded in custody ahead of the charges uh, being filed. The wife of one of these men was also involved in a fraud. She is on the run, and in his complaint filed Sunday, Khan said one of the men pretended to be an occultist or made a jinn or a supernatural figure appear from the lamp. But when Khan asked if he could touch the genie or take the lamp home, they refused, saying that it might cause him harm. Mm. Eventually, they sold the lamp to him, 
promising that it would bring health, wealth, and good fortune. Khan said he realized later the genie was actually just one of the guys wearing a disguise. <laughs> and apparently this is not the first guy that was these guys had scammed before with the same routine with Always, the genie and the lamp. Yeah, check yep. user reviews when you're buying an Aladdin's lamp. Good point. <laughs> a Wisconsin man is charged with, this is horrible, bludgeoning his grandfather to death, allegedly in, ang- in anger over a crime that occurred before he was even born. Charles Luitz, who is seven years old, was found dead inside his home with a hammer still embedded in his oh, face. How old is he? Seventy. Oh, my God. Luitz was a registered sex offender as a result of a 1991 conviction, and his grandson, Brian Luitz II, who was 25, allegedly told a relative he was thinking about, quote, taking him out as retribution for his past crimes. Prosecutors said they found a backpack at the suspect's home that was stained with the victim's blood. The district attorney said the mechanism of murder here with the hammer blow with the hammer blows bludgeoning the victim in the middle of the face is noteworthy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a good description. Yes. yes. We, we may want to yeah. we may want to jot a note down about that. Make sure you mention the hammer and the paperwork. In the face. Yeah. Lisa Carr never thought that her work would lead to armed threats, a firebombing, a shooting, and a conspiracy to kill her. The Carr Law Office is in a nondescript strip mall in Vaughan, Ontario, north of Toronto. Now, it's closed now after the litigation lawyer says police told her that they could no longer protect her. She was shuttled to another country where she spent five long months in hiding. Carr has never before told her story but agreed to meet for an interview as part of an investigation into the shady underbelly of an industry that forced her to give up her business and almost cost her her life. The industry? Tow trucks. Oh, yes. We know about that locally. It can get very violent. Over the last number of years, criminal elements have been battling for lucrative control of the major highways around the Toronto area. It has resulted in more than 50 arsons, multiple shootings, and at least four murders. Now, why is there so much violence over a couple of hundred dollars tows on the side of the road? Because that one tow can net tens of thousands of dollars, apparently. Here's how it works. A tow truck driver gets a kickback from an unscrupulous auto body shop which then submits wildly inflated repair fees to an insurance company. Mm -hmm. The insurance industry estimates that fake repair bills tally up to $2 billion a year in Canada, and that's why Carr was in the crosshair. She was hired by an insurance company to challenge bogus claims. Oh, my God. Over the course of a number of months, Carr's law firm was the target of increasingly violent attacks. First, a firebombing. Then her entire office was set on fire. Months later, in broad daylight, a colleague leaving work had a gun put to her head and was told, stop stop suing our friends. Shortly after that, again in broad daylight, somebody opened fire through the front door of the busy office. Carr said it's incredible. No one was struck by the flurry of bullets. She said, so two, lo- $2 billion. Yeah, she said, I looked down the hall. Yeah, over the, the yeah. entire country. I looked down the hall, and I saw my receptionist on her hands and knees surrounded by glass, and one of the other uh, girls comes running and says, shots fired, shots fired, call 911. While the violence surrounding the tow truck industry has made headlines in the greater Toronto area, the story that has never been told is that York Regional Police uncovered a plot to kill this woman, Cart, have her assassinated, essentially. It was such a credible threat that they gave her an hour to pack her belongings and leave her home. She and her husband were then whisked out of the country and spent five months in hiding. Whoa. That's how bad That's it brutal. got. That's brutal. 
three separate police services joined forces to launch Project Platinum and to investigate the violence associated with the tow truck industry. They carried out a series of raids this past spring, which netted dozens of high-powered weapons and led to the arrest of 35 people who face almost 500 charges, including the attempted murder of Carr. So we talked about it here and, and know that you know gunshots can be exchanged between uh, tow companies and how important it is here. But that's just insanity. Yeah. Uh, now back in Canada, Carr says that police have told her that she is likely no longer in danger, but with one caveat. The police said, we believe that the risk is low as long as you don't go back to work and as long as you don't restart the oh firm. So her career is over. Whoa. Isn't that wild? I, I mean, a- I mean, I, honestly, I, I hate to say this, but I'd love to see a documentary movie yeah. or something about that yeah. because if it's that, that extensive, that's... That's in, um, like, major drug dealer territory yep. as far as the violence and the control. Yep, exactly. Pretty messed up. All right, uh, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, forget about horsepower. This thing has python power. Driver was shocked to find a massive Burmese python under the hood of their Ford Mustang Thursday morning. Hi. Officials quickly responded and safely captured and removed the approximately 10-foot-long invasive snake. Of course, Burmese pythons became established in Florida. This is where this took place as a result of escaped or released pets. And now they're curling up in engine compartments. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning, friend. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention. Yeah, we will. We're going to ask a lesson question, and we got a prize with that. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer is excited to introduce to you his most loved engagement ring, Krista. Choose a metal color and carrot size at the perfect price. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's going to be a nice day today. Uh, 55 degrees, partly cloudy, so not too bad. A little bit on the breezy side. Just received a uh, picture from our local um, polling place and long line out front. So if you're outside, not too bad today. Yeah. Not too bad. At least we don't have any rain or anything to contend with, so that's good. Uh, and the week is going to be improving as the... Uh, as we continue on, sunny tomorrow and 64, 68 on Thursday, 69 on Friday, 70 on Saturday, and no rain in sight. So, liking it. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. And let me see, how or what are we going to ask you this morning? How about this? Other than the legs, what is the meatiest part of the frog? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It's not a legitimate question. We oh. don't really know the answer to this, but what did you hear on the show today? Other than the legs, what is the meatiest part of the frog? 215263WMMR is the number. We'll do the trash for you. Call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Lorenzo and Sons Pizza, a legendary Philadelphia stable that has been family owned and operated since 1970. Visit Lorenzo'sWestchester.com to learn more. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jersey Shore's Ronnie Ortiz insisting that even though he hates his ex-girlfriend, Jen Harley, he will remain civil because they share a child together. Ortiz says uh, he owes it to his daughter to only murder Harley in his mind. Oh. Hey, yo. 
<laughs> An online gossip site suggested that Jessica Simpson's recent weight loss might have been to the use of amphetamines. Apparently, a friend raised some concern after Simpson went for a run up the Devil's Tower. Wow. Hey! And finally, Judge Nicole, who presided over Johnny Depp's libel suit against the Sun, saying it was not Amber Heard who crapped in their bed and more than likely one of their dogs. Depp is still insisting Heard committed the, dis- dis- the disgusting act saying he could tell by taste. Oh. <laughs> and that's your hard work. All righty, to the phones we go for an answer to the question. Uh, other than legs, legs, what is the meatiest part of the frog? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. All right, the meatiest part besides the legs on a frog, what is it? I believe it was frog ass. Frog ass. Yeah, yeah buddy. Frog ass. Hang on a second. We're going to take care of you, Chris. We're going to give you a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. No matter the size of your holiday event, Carabas Italian Grill is here to serve you starting at $34.99. Carabas Family Bundles feature lasagna, spaghetti, chicken, parmesan, or uh, salmon separito. And it serves four to five people. And available through car side carryout and delivery. Carabas catering, by the way. Uh, serves 10 or more and offers individually packaged meals. Visit Carabas.com for the complete menu. The song that Casey chose is from Alice Cooper. It's called Elected. Ah, I wasn't familiar ah, with this song. But... All right, let's get into music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Oh, wow. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game at home? Of course you are. But you don't have to eat like it. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagie party trays. You can find your location or order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's Primo. Oh, I only have two things for you today. It's a little light in music news, but uh, I will present them. Uh, we're going to start with this. With the top two success... With the... Yeah, top two successes of his latest album, Letter to You, Bruce Springsteen has actually made history. Yeah. Forbes reported that according to Billboard calculations, The Boss is the first artist to chart an album in the top five of the magazine's Billboard 200 albums chart for the past six decades. Wow. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. Springsteen had two top five releases in the 1970s, five in the 1980s, three in the 1990s, Six in the 2000s, four in the 2010s, and now one in the 2020s. It's crazy. He still has nearly nine years to add another top album to this decade's count. Wow. I should put 32 billiard balls in my mouth. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's had an incredible 60 years of charting records. And as he pointed out, he's been with the E Street Band for... But how many? Yeah, virtually all that time. All of it. I mean, yeah. he's he's gone here and there and done some stuff. One or two things without them. But for the most part, about yeah. fifty years. Yeah, it's been with, with those guys. Band. Yeah, yeah, whipping yeah. down the boardwalk. Whipping down the boardwalk. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then one more story. Although Metallica remains frozen by the ongoing pandemic, plans for new music are in the air. Lars spoke about where Metallica is at as twenty twenty winds to a close. He said, other than connecting with our fans and whatever opportunity possible, new music is really what fuels everybody around here. As soon as it's safe and as soon as it can work practically, then we'll be back out there doing what we do. 
We wanted to say Metallica is a life choice. It's not something that we weave in and out of. I like Metallica being what I do. I really enjoy it, and everybody else feels the same way, and I like to spend as much time in the future. Uh, I always look ahead. Uh, we're just getting started, by the way. We Is he st- from the future? He said we still have our best years ahead of us. No, he just likes to go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just likes to spend time there. He's from now. I'm looking for Sarah Connor. <laughs> and um, Kirk Hammett also added, uh, I'm just speculating, but if the touring world doesn't start functioning in the same way that it used to, uh, then I think... Sarah Connor? then I think the idea is to stay indoors and start working on songs, start to record. Uh, I think that's probably the safest, most sensible thing for us to do. Your code, give it to me. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Your clothes, give them to me. <laughs> Lars Ulrich is... <laughs> the Terminator. The, the Terminator, that's right. All right. Um, Speaking of Metallica, apparently there's... A Metallica Mariah Carey holiday mashup that has just been published. Oh. Uh, it's available on PrestonandSteve.com, WMMR.com, and it's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You plus Ride the Lightning. So uh, oh. I know it's a quick turnaround, but maybe we can grab that before the end of the show. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm dying to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's all I have in music news for you. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week and uh, get you that much closer to winning that prize. Uh, we'll see what Pierre's got going on as well. We'll be back in mere moments. Stay with us. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. On your Tuesday morning, get ready to wrap everything up for the day. Uh, And I guess... Yeah, I we need we need to give away a prize. Yeah, we sure do because today is Tuesday, and that means Tad Tuesday. Tattoo. We had a winner, and our winner, chosen randomly, is Mr. Charles Xander of Bristol, Pennsylvania. Uh, Charles, we got a present, Steve tattoo for you. Uh, More specifically, a three hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, so uh, think of a cool design, something with uh, the Preston and Steve show as part of the theme, and they will set you up. By the way, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is located at 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you want to check out some of their artwork samples, you can uh, take a look at them on Instagram. Their handle is at Floating World Tattoos, or you can go to their website at floatingworldtattoos.com. So congratulations to you, Charles. One more time, a thank you to Swapmore Co-op. Uh, they are a decent watch from Real Philly Deli. They brought by fantastic sandwiches for us this morning on National Sandwich Day. Yes, they did. Thank you very much. Quite appropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought these assorted Sammies, so thank you. And uh, don't forget that you can get takeout or order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local business. 
Dietz and Watson. It is a family thing since 1939. So thanks again, guys. All right, we need to do the... We didn't have any guests, so we uh, need to do the letter of the day case. I can do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A... As in alcohol. Good letter. Good letter. And we have three more letters to go. And speaking of alcohol, we got a bunch of booze for you. Some fantastic stuff. Three bottles, by the way, of the double gold award-winning revivalist botanical gin. They're voted the number one best craft gin distillery in America by USA Today, mind you. (laughs) That's amazing. Also, three bottles of my personally approved resurgent young American bourbon. And three bottles... Of Preston's Quarantine Cocktail. It's a little libation that I whipped up with the gang from Revivalist. It is a signature uh, cocktail uh, that I gave a hand with. And it is made with resurgent bourbon and locally made apple cider. I'm telling you. Steve, you might even like it. Really? All right. Maybe I'll take it out for a spin. Uh, From Revivalist Spirits, keep life delicious. So we will give that away on Friday. Get yourself set for that. Um, Other than that... You got nothing left to do, people. Yeah. Nothing left to do. Uh, We're just going to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Meineke doing car care right. Uh, Tomorrow is a Wednesday, so a couple things we do on Wednesdays that will be uh, secret text word. Uh, We'll go live on Fox Good Day. A reminder also, this will be last second solicitation, is this week we're going to do the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you have not... Submitted yet? You can do that through PrestonSteve.com. We're going to wrap it up. We got to go through the submissions and get our two experts. It's going to be crazy. Either, either Thursday or Friday, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. figure that out by the end of today. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. Go vote, by the way. Go vote. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.